and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. It's Thursday, Albuquerque. You know what that means. It means the boys are here. The boys are here. Man, I'm going to turn you up ever so slightly. Okay. We'll back, get it. Back at the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. Steph Griffin. Steph, how are you? I am doing really good. Thank you. Good. How is it out there? Oh, well, it's uh, it's it's always like this. The 4 o'clock hour at O'Neill's, which is where we're live from today, the O'Neill's in Knob Hill. The 4 o'clock hour, uh, that's the startup hour. That's the wind-up. Mm-hmm. The pitch comes at 5 o'clock, though, Steph. So the boys are here till 7. We expect everyone to start rolling in around 5 o'clock like they so often very much do. Uh, and if you come out, we got Isotope swag today. So we got we got some pocket calendars. we got some wall calendars. Isotopes came by. Josh Shushan will be joining us at 4.15. But on the program today, the returning champion, Van Nunley. Van, welcome back. Oh, it's good to be back, my dude. It is good to be good. back. Not going to lie. I don't want to blow your head up too okay. big. Okay. But I missed you, buddy. What does that mean? I missed you. Is that is that a lyric from a Tyler, the Creator song? No, but um, whoever produced the opener of this show was mm-hmm. so kind to put a Tyler song as our opener. So Larry, kudos. You know it's I tried Larry. to do that for you since oh. you just came back. Oh, Steph Say Griffin. Stephanie. She is so kind. I missed you too, Stephanie. Yep. She I'm nope. Nothing on that. I'm used, it, I'm yep, used to that. I'm, I'm used to that. It's okay. I am Fred Slow. I am the one in the New Mexico Highlands Cowboys, uh, what I'm going to call, what would you call this color, Van? Uh, cream. Cream and purple. Off-white, maybe yeah, eggshell, possibly. It's a good little look, but I'm wearing the uh, I'm wearing the official baseball jersey today. Live from O'Neill's in Knob Hill. We're here till 7 o'clock today. We've got a good program. Kim Kirshen will be joining us at 6.15, Talk Locker 505. Justin uh, Eatree will be joining us at 6. Uh, tell us a little bit about Justin, man. Well, I mean, it was a fortuitous meeting. We yeah. were um, at, a, at another meeting at uh, our friends of the show safe house distilling yeah very nice and he was crooning the crowd and he introduced what himself to us crooning what is that that's a uh, singing to strangers ah. is crooning mm-hmm. so he was singing to us and playing the guitar and ah. the piano and he was so damn talented we introduced ourselves to him and, and in, as i recall it was a pretty good crowd for a saturday yeah it was killing it and we said, hey, we like to support anything that's going on in the community. Whenever you're doing something mm-hmm. worth talking about, we'd love to highlight it. And they are doing a charity show on Saturday. And when he gets here, he'll give you all the information Over on it. Over at Safe House is where the charity show is. It is not at Safe okay, House. Okay, where is it at? Uh, Justin will allow us to talk about it later okay, when he comes on the so show. the announcement to come then yes. is what you're saying. So Justin will be joining us at 6, and they got a big benefit going on, and we're going to go – through that, Josh Shushan at 4.15 and Kim Kirshen at 6.15. A lot of NFL talk, a lot of NBA talk, a lot of college basketball talk. It is an all-day event yes. this Saturday okay. at the Ancora Caffrey Cafe and Bakery Yeah, at 148 Quincy Street, okay. Suite B, 11A to 9 p.m. Well, all, all funds raised to benefit the Ukraine. 
Oh. Yeah, isn't that cool? They're going through it right now. Yeah, they're having. it's like they're going through war right I'm now. Not sure if you're familiar with the news, yeah. but not been great for Ukraine as of late. Uh, well, I guess, I guess that's not actually super fair. All things considered, Ukraine's doing pretty well in this tough circumstance. They're killing it. Yeah. Yeah. And by it, you mean Russians. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, they're doing they're they're doing okay adjacent. I just wrapped up the big move this week, man. I went from where I was to where I am now. So I'm in my brand new apartment. I cannot tell you where it is, but I'll give you an approximation. I'm at the base of the mountain. Okay. Oh, yeah, you are. You sure are. And uh, it's nice. I like it. It's it it feels uh, cold in the morning, and I think it only rains over my block, which is weird. But my neighbor has a dog. Well, you're you're lucky that you got the <sighs> new truck. So another great reason that your car was stolen is you now have a truck because the snow sticks out there. So it's good you have a truck. No, trucks are bad in the snow. This is I don't know why you presume that because it's a rear wheel it's a weird rear wheel drive with no weight over the bed and my little undersized engine just can't go. Okay, so you barely have a truck. Yes. You have a truck-shaped car is yes, what you're saying. Yes, I, okay. I have what is called a commuter truck, oh. a quarter-ton. I got a quarter-ton. So, yeah, but anyway, I'm in this new neighborhood, this new house, this new apartment deal. And my upstairs neighbor, um, she is she's pro-dog. That's her thing. Most people are, Fred. Not your boy. Okay. I am not your I am not your boy at all when it comes to dog. I do not care for dogs. I do not care for your dog. I do not care... For friend of the show's dog, I do not care for Scooby-Doo. I do not care for Pluto. I do not care for Goofy. I do not care for Beethoven. I do not care for Airbud. I cannot go on long enough about how I do not care about your dog, and I do not understand why you allow your dog to behave the way that it does. Fred, watch your mouth. We're on a sports show. Mm-hmm. Do not disintegrate the good name of Airbud on this program. I do not care about Clifford. I do not at all give a single bark about any puppy out there, and I specifically do not care about your dog if, and hear me out, okay. if you do not know how to take care of your dog. I do not understand why your dog, at all hours of the day, and you leave the house. Do you think your dog is perfectly fine, or do you think it, it just at the top of its lungs barks, whines, meows the entirety of you being gone? Which one of those things do you think it is? Of all the dogs that you rattled off, mm-hmm. I disagree on everyone except for Clifford. Clifford was a menace to society, he's a, he's and a, he got the treatment he deserved. He's, what is the, what was that? He was made. He was King Kong and around that poor, sweet little town. Yeah, and he deserved to be tranquilized and put down. Son of a so God. you're he wrong. Was not I, tranquilized and put down. He was given a key to the city. Oh, okay. I read the wrong books then. <laughs> Cujo, I do not like Cujo. Okay, you, definitely that one. Yeah, I, I can keep going. I am not about your dog, and I don't understand why anyone. You know what kind of life I live? An adult's life. I live a life where I cannot have a dog because I am an adult. I do adult things. I go to work. I broadcast, and then I prepare material, and then I'm out of the office. When I'm at home, I'm home for minutes. That's as long as I'm at home. Right. I don't have time for a dog, and I recognize that. You also, friend of the show listening, you don't have time for a dog. I barely do. No, you do not have time for a dog, and you have two dogs. Yeah, yeah. You like half of one of them. That's not true. You like 25% of my dogs. <sighs> so my new apartment complex has a dog issue. It's literally my first day there. I signed the lease. I go down to the management office, and I'm like, um... So you guys got, like, a company that comes and picks up all this dog crap, or are these people supposed to do it? <laughs> and they're like, oh, it's sorry, it's a Monday. 
What's that mean? It just piles up all weekend? Because I live here on the weekends too. I'm not out of the office like you are. Pick up dog crap. Just hate people and their dogs. So when you're looking for apartments, did you read the Yelp reviews of the apartment saying that there's going to be canine fecal matter everywhere? This is a little bit my fault. So I went to the neighborhood app. Uh-huh. To to kind of get a review on the place, but I forgot that I was blocked from the neighborhood app for going off about someone's dog one time. Okay, well, you so, got to go straight to the source, which is obviously Reddit. The, the subreddit for my neighborhood? Yes. There's not one. There's not a Foothills Reddit? This is not the New Mexico United. <laughs> <laughs> Big 1-1 tie at home for the United last night, still undefeated on the season. And they're 2-2 two, two to two tie. I don't know why I said 1-1. One, 1-1 one. One, one after the half, 2-2 well, final. Let's talk about Isotopes and United throughout the show. I want to hear more about this upstairs dog. No, this upstairs dog is the bane of my existence. Or is it like a little chihuahua, nope. like yipping? Mm-mm. You got like a big baying no. kind of hound dog? This, or is, is, like a... this is the type of dog you buy when you never feel like you'll have a child of your own to love. Or like a glamour pet. No, like um, like a, I need someone to love me and protect me as equally as I'll love and protect them. Oversized, dumb in the head, breeded poorly makes your life not better but you claim it does because you're lacking any sort of like like love-filled relationship with another okay so you're talking about like a rescue dog that has barely more trauma than the owner is that what you're talking about no i'm talking about a vicious breed i'm talking about how apartments should not allow them oh my i'm I'm talking about a dog whose head is shaped in an aggressive manner okay oh are we talking about clip tail and trim ears the whole whole thing Okay. Yeah, but but not trim nails because that takes regular upkeep, and God forbid that would happen, and you can just hear it walking around. Oh no! I'm telling you, the the select number. So he's of like people, the he's like the only dog that likes Michael Vick. Is that what you're saying? He he would be Michael Vick adjacent. Okay. Yeah. He'd be the champ. I'm just saying, if yeah. you're gonna have a dog, you have to you have to be in a place that's advantageous to a dog's life, and that is really only retiree or farm owner. Those are the two options. Okay, those are two really good ones. But normal Joe Schmo can have a dog. I can have a dog. I have two dogs. They have, they live great lives. No, they do not. They got visits and scratchums from some of my friends the last two days while I was out of town hanging out with my kiddo Oh, so let me get this at straight. the Tyler the Creator concert. So what you're saying is I abandoned my animals. You abandoned your animals yes, for did. two days. For two days. But they weren't completely abandoned because, you know, they got some people to hang out with them and feed them and water them and give them some scratchums. Well, I'm the first guy to go knock on someone's door and ask them if they love their dog, and that is what's going to happen. Josh Shushan's joining us. Whenever we get back from the commercial, obviously Tom Brady versus Bruce Arians is the new Will Smith versus Chris Rock. Speaking of, Chris Rock made his first public appearance. We will go over that at length as well. We're two men on live from O'Neill's, and we're enjoying the heck out of it today. We're at the Knob Hill location. Come hang out with your boys if you want to hang out with your boys. Whenever we get back, Josh Shushan, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. I was sitting down in O'Neill's and I was about to drink a red beer. But instead, I had to stop and talk to Josh Shushan of the Albuquerque Ice Tips. Josh, how are you? Man, I, I hate to interrupt you of, of, of such a wonderful experience of drinking a beer at O'Neill's. But thank it's, you. It's, a, it's actually an experience I'm very accustomed to. Sure. So it's okay. not like not the first time it's been interrupted uh good news josh i don't know if you know but the first 2,000 fans through the gates on opening night will get a well they'll get a throw orbit 
cozy, fuzzy, fleecy boy blanket. Yes, they will. And hopefully they won't need it on opening night. But at some point in their lives, they're going to need it. I was actually looking at the forecast. It looks like it's all right for opening night. Okay. It's going to be going on. That's exciting. Like it's high, you know, in like an upper 40s low on opening night, which is Tuesday, April 12th. There we go. Tuesday, April 12th. The boys will have the fleece blanket because we will be there live from the ballpark on opening on the home opener for the Isotopes uh, next Tuesday, two Tuesdays from now, and we are very excited about that one. But you were on the road before then, Josh. you got a whole world of baseball starting. I know. Like, it's getting real. In fact, it's no longer getting real. Like, it is real. Players will start arriving tomorrow. We'll have media day Saturday. They'll work out at the ballpark Saturday, Sunday. They'll work out Monday morning. Then we'll be on a bus to uh, Oklahoma City. We'll play against the Dodgers affiliate for six games. We'll fly home. And then baseball will return to beautiful Rio Grande Credit Union Field at Isotopes Park. Hold up. Bus out, fly back? Yeah. I mean, trolley not available? The the, the flight there got canceled, you know, because flights still get canceled all the time. So our flight there got canceled, and the times didn't work out for those for the other flights. And um, because it's an off day, you kind of have more time. And there's no direct flights from Albuquerque to Oklahoma City. So Anywhere, by the time really. you get to the airport, you know, an hour, hour and a half early, and you fly to Denver or wherever, and then you sit around and wait for an hour and a half, and then you fly for another hour, and then you get your bags, it's not that much longer to bus. There you go. But I would still prefer to fly. But we got to do what we got to do. I mean, if I was tightening up the purse strings, I would say the flight was canceled too, Josh. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's what it is. That's, a, that's totally a me move <laughs> the right, there. right there. And I know there's no direct flights to Oklahoma City because I understand supply and demand because <laughs> no one wants to go there. No one wants to go No one wants to go there. Well, just yeah. to see Isotopes Baseball is the only reason you go to sure. Oklahoma City. But then you just get the bus. They also have a version of the sports animal there. Don't know if you know that. It's called the sports animal? Right? Yeah, they're their own sports I, animal. Oh, my goodness. Are they, is, that all, is that the home of Oklahoma City Dodgers baseball? I believe it is, yes. So, Josh, you gave, us a stack of, you gave us a stack of schedules to hand out here tonight at O'Neill's and Knob Hill. We should have gave you a stack of business cards uh, yeah, we weren't to thinking. hand out to our sports animal family mm-hmm. in Oklahoma City. I take oh. back everything I said about Oklahoma City. Just kidding. No, I don't. <laughs> So the, the the new rosters have been announced. Uh, anybody that's like must see TV, like oh my god, I can't wait to see this guy on the field. Who who are you looking at already? Wait, the new the rosters got announced. Did I miss this? Got, did it not? We got it pulled up no. right here. Wait, is that is that last year? Yes, last year's. I think I would know about this year's roster. Yeah, I think if anybody would. It'd be you. If not, then Forrest Stolting has some explaining to do if I do not have a copy of this year's roster yet. Yeah, well, I, well I, Forrest's a busy guy. I mean, he's got a lot on his checklist. My understanding you know, is Forrest. Um, we, we, re- we have a pretty good idea of who's going to be on the roster, right? But this is what's really interesting, guys. This is the first time since basically the last time that there was a labor situation that minor league baseball is starting before major league baseball is starting. So this is a really interesting dynamic. Again, we're starting on Tuesday. The majors are starting three days after that. So we're, you, you've got guys fighting for a major league spot, and then some of them are going to be told, like, no, you're going to the minor leagues. But they might play a couple of games in the minors and then come to the majors. There could be injuries. They just made it official today that the 
opening night roster is going to be 28 players instead of 26. They're going to get a month with two extra players because it was such a shortened spring training. Um, I was told that there's going to be some players who are going to come from spring training in Arizona here to Albuquerque. There's some that are going to stay in Arizona for a couple of days and then fly out to Oklahoma City and just meet the team there. So there's going to be a lot of there's a lot of players going a lot of different directions because of the uniqueness of the minors starting before the majors. Um, I mean, that's kind of life at AAA, um, but we got a pretty good idea. And to go back to your original question about who am I excited for, um, let me give you a name that a lot of people in Albuquerque know. He may not be a top prospect anymore. His name is DJ Peterson. He was a stud for the Lobos. He was a first-round pick by the Mariners. He was a top prospect at one point. He's kind of bounced around a number of different organizations. The last two years, he played independent ball, had a very good season last year in independent ball. The Rockies signed him to a minor league contract. Not 100%, but I got a really good feeling that we're going to have DJ Peterson with us to begin the year. And, you know, again, he knows Albuquerque. Albuquerque knows him really well, trying to relaunch his career. And I think what better place for him to reignite what was once a, a fantastic career than right here in Albuquerque. Are you saying, Josh, there's a possibility that with the team being on the road to start the season, that a player could come down, could play six games for the Isotopes in Oklahoma City, and then get called up to the big big club that weekend and have been an Isotope and never played at Isotopes Park? Not only am I saying that's possible, I would not be surprised if that occurs. Oh, okay. There's a little bit of an interesting one there for me. Don't even, hey, don't got to worry about rent. You don't got to learn sure. eight seven one two what doesn't even matter. You just yeah, just hang out and. I bet okay. that guy doesn't have a dog. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> absolutely does not. Josh, the uh, obviously with the season sneaking up on us, it is it's basically like one week at home, one week away is basically the layout with a handful of exceptions. Uh, what are the most look forward to dates for the home games here this season, Josh? What is Isotopes fan most excited about when coming out to the ballpark? And why is it when we're well, there? Well, you're always excited about opening <laughs> night, especially when you hear that Fred and Van are going to be there broadcasting smart. live from the concourse. Okay? Super smart. So you're always excited about that. Um, for me, Jackie Robinson night, which is the fifth game of the season, April 15th. Um, and there's going to be Jackie Robinson long sleeve commemorative T-shirts that are going to be given oh, away cool. on that night. Um, and so, look, I mean, it's just special. And all the isotopes on-field personnel are going to wear uniform number 42, which is what happens in the major leagues. It's the first time that we've ever done this uh, with the isotopes. Uh, we're fortunate that we're home on Jackie Robinson night. So that is super exciting. The first mariachi game, including post-game fireworks, is Saturday the 16th. That's the fifth game of the season. Um, at some point in that first home span, we're going to go past 10 million fans in the history of this ballpark. Oh, this is wow. the 20th. 20 seasons or 20 years celebration. And so, you know, look, we've averaged about 555,000 fans per year. And so about every other year we hit a million milestone and we're going to hit 10 million. Some point on that first homestand, it might be the third game of the year. It might be that Jackie Robinson night. Um, I doubt it would get to the fifth game based on current projections. Um, You know, so I just look at that first homestand and I'm just thinking you got opening night. With the blankets that you mentioned, you got Jackie Robinson night, you got the first mariachis, you got the first fireworks, and then you got day baseball on the first Sunday, and that's Easter, and there's going to be an Easter candy hunt. So here's the thing. I'm I'm not worried about June and July and August promotions. Let's just hit with the fun stuff right away, right (laughs) out of the shoot, the first homestand. I'm not a guy who necessarily celebrates Easter proper, but I really like fellowship. 
Same. Yeah, like you, yeah. yeah, get a bunch of kids out and go run the eggs, do the whole you know, thing. Like, like kids running on the field to get candy that hopefully oh hasn't melted God. yet. Well, and hey, you know what I really like about like the young kid Easter egg hunt is when you put like the older kid with the younger kid, like the sibling situation, and they're like helping the younger kid. And I'm like, this is a fabulous memory. You're never going to forget this little memory here at Isotopes Park. And Josh Shushan and really his boys is. over there are bringing it. Josh, I know you are making the rounds today, handing out schedules and posters and making sure the community knows what's going on. We got schedules and posters here. Come by O'Neill's. We will hand them to you, friends of the show, and you'll be up to speed on everything going on with the team this upcoming season. The rosters are announced on what day, Josh? For sure by Saturday, possibly tomorrow. That information is our media day. So, yeah, for sure by Saturday and possibly late tomorrow. And then those rosters will be made immediately available to all Isotopes fans via your social media outlets. Yes, and websites and all that, yeah. Excellent. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I mean, so, I mean, again, it's just it's such a unique thing where you've got guys who are fighting for a major league job, <laughs> and some of them are told, sorry, uh, we, we, need it. we need 26 guys for the AAA games. So you 26 got to go over there, right? But also, I mean, shoot, somebody might be told, okay, you're going to start the season at AAA Albuquerque. They might come over here, and then there's an injury in big league camp to somebody, and all of a sudden, oh, we need someone. Come right back to Phoenix. With the accelerated spring training, are you, do you have concern? Does the Isotopes organization have concern for a player that may have suffered an injury trying to rev up too quick for the season? I always worry about injuries in April, uh, no matter what. Because whether it's now for the minor league portion of spring training, they've had the exact same amount of time that they always had, right? Right. Minor league camp was underway when the lockout was still going. So they have the normal amount of time. I always worry about guys that just, um, look, they were trying really hard in spring training to impress. You're trying to get a job. You're trying to not get cut. You're trying to get promoted from single A to double A, double A, triple A, trying to make the major leagues. And you basically go too hard, too fast when your body's not quite ready for it. And then you go from really nice, warm, sunny Arizona, and then you go to some place. Now, our league's not too bad anymore, but it used to be. I remember my first year on the beat or covering the team, we went to Des Moines and we went to Omaha for our first road trip. It was like 40 degrees. It snowed one day. and just So I was worried about guys' injuries you know, from that standpoint. But one of the things that I do like about how things have been changed in recent years, we have a much larger uh, roster uh, the days of a 25-man roster are long gone. We, we get 28 the entire year plus five as a taxi squad. And so what that means is that you don't have to worry about, oh, this guy has to throw 110 pitches on opening night. No, he can throw 75. And this reliever doesn't have to go three innings in relief. No, he can go one. There's, there's, there's a whole bunch of guys that can throw one inning or a couple of guys that can throw two innings. So, yes, I worry about injuries, but I, I don't worry as much because of the roster situation now. Opening night creeping up. Show up early for your chance to get one of 1,998 orbit blankets because me and Fred are getting the first two. That's 100% true. Yeah, yeah we're getting the first two. First, I'm going to wrap myself up in it like a little burrito boy. I'm just going to wear it the entire time. So not only are you the voice of the isotopes, Josh, you're a baseball fan. and We, we wax ad nauseum about baseball. What what is that feeling you get when opening day is creeping up? Is it all butterflies? Is it anxiety? Well, how are you feeling? It's mostly butterflies. It's excitement. I think about the different opening nights that I've been to in my life and what those have meant to me. You know, I think about going to opening night with my dad. I think about going to opening night with friends. I think about 
You know, in fact, I have a, a, one that just popped into mind, and that is when I was in college, I drove from San Diego to Las Vegas. It was spring break, and it's Monday. It's opening night, and there's two options. You can stay inside the casino and watch the national championship game in men's basketball, or you can go out to Cashman Field because that's the year that the Oakland A's, um, their stadium wasn't ready because they were renovating it for the Raiders' return, and so they had to play an entire homestand uh, on the road. They played it in Las Vegas, and I convinced one of my friends to go out to Cashman Field to catch opening night. It was so cold and so windy, but we didn't care because it was opening night. And, yeah, there's a national championship. One of my friends is like, no, I'm staying inside the casino and I'm watching basketball. And I convinced another friend to go out to Cashman Field to watch an opening night at a minor league ballpark, which is just one of my best memories. So, you know, and I think about all the other different opening nights that I've had and what they've meant to me for where I was in my life, where I was with my career, the many, many, many different jobs that I've had in my life. Um, and it's just this feeling of new, you know. I mean, that's what makes the calendar of baseball so fun is you start the season and you're planting flowers in a garden and it's starting to warm up and you've got your allergies and it's just spring hopes eternal about what the year might be for you and your family and your friends and your team. And so all of those kind of warm, fuzzy feelings is what I associate opening night. The greatest story ever told is Game 6 of the 2011 <laughs> World Series. Here we go again. It goes without contest that that is the greatest story ever told, at least on this planet. The second greatest story is ever being written, and it is right now, as Albert Pujols returns to the St. Louis Cardinals <laughs> to bookend his career in the most poetic way possible. Josh, will you talk to me about the significance of this, not just in my life, but yours? Well, I think the other significance is that the Angels are finally going to make the playoffs now that they don't have to pay for Albert Pujols or have him like, tearing down their life. <laughs> Ice cold. <laughs> Sounds like a bitter lover. That's what I see. No, uh, I, I think it's really cool that he's going back. I think this is one of the benefits of there being the universal designated hitter is that he can go back to St. Louis. I, I don't think they're signing him if he has to play first base and be a pinch hitter. That is a DH. I think that they sign him. And I hope that he has a, a, a very good season, except for when he plays the Rockies. Fun fact, Josh, since 2012, Cardinals games where Albert Pujols has been a designated hitter, they have averaged 29 runs. Ooh. <laughs> it is a sample size of one game, but it's 100% true. It is very uh, true. That's a good fact. By the way, I think the Angels are going to sneak up on teams and make the playoffs this year. Oh, they got. I think the Mariners are a very solid straw. I oh, maybe Josh. This is a very hard maybe from my perspective. Need more pitching. They got one guy who's well, a really good pitcher, but he's also yeah. the best hitter. He's yeah. confused. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, put it this way. Maybe it's just because as a baseball fan, I think the two most interesting stories in baseball are Mike Trout and Shohei Otani. They're teammates, and neither one of them has been to the playoffs in a really long time. Right? Mike Trout's never won a playoff game, and it's easier to get in. Now that there's more teams that get there. And mm -hmm. the Angels, right, I mean, they got Noah Syndergaard. They made some other additions for their bullpen. Um, I, li I like the Angels finally getting in, and I really just want to see what Otani and Trout can do in October. I'm not I mean, an Angels not... fan. I just feel like it'd be good for baseball, and I think there's a pretty somewhat realistic maybe chance of it happening. Well, when half the teams get in, I mean, yes, it's pretty realistic. That's how I feel about it. They've got a pretty strong chance. Yeah. Josh Shushan, best best in the absolute business all time ever, no matter what. Josh, you enjoy the rest of your day, and we're going to enjoy tuning in to you what is going to feel like every single night for the rest of the summer, less Mondays. <laughs> 
Yeah, if, if someone doesn't like me, I'm sorry. You're about to hear me a lot the next six months. <laughs> we were looking at a little inside baseball before we cut you loose. We know you got to go to a meeting. We were literally looking at the broadcast schedule, and we are preempted by ISOPS baseball every day all summer. Like every, So we went to the corporate office, and we were like, should we just start the show earlier in the day? Like, should we? Can we? And they're like, they're like, and get rid of Colin Cowherd? No. And I was like, okay. Uh-oh. Yeah, we, okay, we got our value here. We understand. So, Josh, thank you what so very much, friend. Decision. It's, oh, I, I think it came from the top. It's a Westwood one thing. Uh, Josh Shushan, voice right. of the Isotopes. Best of luck on your bus ride, buddy. All right. Thanks, dude. Talk to you guys soon. Thanks, Josh. I like him a lot. You don't say. I like him a lot. About to hit 10 million fans. That is huge. It's crazy. That is so cool. It's crazy. I know a couple thousand of them are me. I have been to, in my time here in Albuquerque, which is approaching five years, I have been to probably 12 games a year every year. I was going to round up to 20. I don't know if I've been. I maybe have been to 20. Let's say 15. Okay. So I've been to 75 games over the course of the the almost five years I've been here. That's about right. It's impressive. That's about right. I'm going to a lot more this year, that's for certain. That is for sure. Life's a lot easier when you get paid to do it. You don't say. Rely from O'Neill's and Knob Hill. The uh, well, it looks like work's starting to let out because we'll either work or a sewing circle. Because there's a there's a, there's a group of individuals of a certain age coming in to to enjoy some some festivities here at O'Neill's tonight. Thank you so very much to the YMCA of Central Mexico, where we start our days. I've been very bad this last week as I've been moving and super doing things, but I plan to stop that now that I'm done moving, and I'll be at the Y tomorrow morning and moving forward. Now you can put all your attention to sabotaging the neighbor's dog. Yeah, and I'm going to try to get a quote on solar power whenever I get a chance. <laughs> Two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Back live from O'Neill's in Knob Hill. Thank you to Josh Shushan for joining us, talking about uh, Ice Cups baseball. Rosters come out this weekend. Big media day this upcoming Saturday. Van, you're going. I'm not. Yeah, you'll be out of town, unfortunately. So I don't have a I don't have a weekend because I have Highlands baseball or softball every weekend until the big awards ceremony, which we're hosting up there for the athletics, and that is on I believe May the second. So that's one full month left. I'm really excited for the gala, for the banquet. It'll be good. We're going to have a lot of fun. It'll be good. The, and those athletes deserve it. You know, I sat down with Ramon Atkins yesterday, who played quarterback for the Cowboys for a long time, and he uh, played quarterback for the Gladiators this past week. Uh, tough start for Ramon in his professional career. Tough start indeed. It's a rough game for the Gladiators altogether. Altogether, yeah. yeah. And then uh, and then obviously they're playing again this weekend, and I think they have three more home games in a row because it was back-to-back-to-back-to-back. I just did a Chris Berman on home games in a row, but but you'll be out there as well this upcoming Saturday. Yeah, I'm wearing a lot of hats this Saturday, doing a lot of stuff. One ice tub. Well, if you just had one two-men-on hat, then you could wear it to everything. Got a shirt. It's not so bad. And you can get a shirt, too, if you follow us at Talk ABQ. Yeah, we give them out all the time, actually. Share the, share the link with a friend. Yeah. Slip, slide into our DMs, and we'll send you a shirt. Okay, I don't hate that at all. Yeah. Uh, so we got that going on this weekend, obviously, and then I'll be calling softball for Highlands, but then I'm not available. So I'm not available Friday night starting at 7 p.m. Okay. So we're doing the show tomorrow from the Aardvark Social Club for Aardvark's um, rugby here in town. they got a big match on Saturday, which you're also going to. Yes. And then I am not available at 7 p.m. because that is the WrestleMania SmackDown, and I have to be able to watch the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal 
and then The Undertaker being inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame in real time so I can tweet about it. So if baseball's not done by the time WrestleMania starts, you just hand the microphone to some random dude in the crowd and say, go crazy? If softball, don't, don't say the F word. If softball is not over on Saturday by the time that WrestleMania starts, I go with the classic, I'm sorry we're experiencing tech. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. And then I'm in my hotel room where I've already, because I arrived early, set up my Apple TV to be able to live stream via the Peacock app night one of WrestleMania where I watch WrestleMania. Okay, very important question. Mm -hmm. Are you bringing a bigger, nicer television than your hotel room has, or are you just going to trust that they have a decent one? So I stay in this hotel room every week. Okay. And they give me the exact same one every time. And is it? It's 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 very nice. Suffice. Yeah. Okay. So there's different tiers of hotel room. Okay. There's like the the whatever, $59.99, one bed, maybe someone smoked in there. Not worth it. Room, right? Okay, first off, that's my jam. Yeah, I know. I know. I like you a know. little excitement. Yeah. I like a good hotel room where you got to go through the sheets and make sure there's no needles in it. Uh-huh. That's my jam. So, all right. So, I'm going to be real, by, by the way, we're talking about the Best Western in Las Vegas, New Mexico. I live a life of excitement, Fred. You also live a life. You and I stayed in a hotel room one time in Denver. And I was like, yeah, man, just let me. Hold on. I got my black light. And you were like, don't. I don't want to <laughs> know. Don't do it. You're like, don't. Don't. don't do not pull that thing out. Nope. Do not don't. do it, Freddie. But, uh, yeah, so I'll be up there, and then I will call two games on Sunday of New Mexico Highlands Cowgirls softball. Then WrestleMania that night. Uh-huh. So I'll stay up there that night because I can't miss any during drive time, Naturally. obviously. Come back Monday morning, perform my Monday morning duties, which is prepare the show because we have a 30-minute show on Monday. It's a rough we one. hand it off to the national championship. Yep. Which I think we have a plan for. I think we might go down to Bourbon and Boots. Rich Baca asked us to come down and, and hang out with him and his boys. So we'll see what's up with that. And then uh, and then I will leave that early so that I can go watch WrestleMania Raw, the Raw following WrestleMania. And then I will have watched Pro Wrestling Friday through Monday in its entirety. So WrestleMania is two days now, right? It's, it's technically yes, but actually it's four. It's okay. If you count Monday and the Friday before? Yeah, you bookend it. Okay. Yeah. Do they get like a week off after that, or it's just straight business? Oh, they're back on Friday, so, so they do Monday and Friday again. And there's yeah, there's there's no off season in the in the wrestling world. There's no of that world. So, so there you go. That's my. This is literally my favorite weekend of the year. It's WrestleMania. Yeah, it's a big deal if you like wrestling. It's I get the t- biggest of deals. Tuesday and Wednesday to recover, and then you and I are hosting our annual. Vans Backyard Opening Day Baseball Bonanza for the Boys featuring barbecue and beers. Correct. A lot of bees. Yeah, and and that will be a very good day. I'm so excited. That's my favorite day of the year. Yeah. And, you know, be, all the hoopla surrounding the Super Bowl, and it's such a big deal for people who don't care about sports, if you're an actual baseball fan, opening day is better than the Super Bowl. Oh, I agree completely. Super Bowl is only three hours. When, opening day is 12. When Josh was telling that story about skipping the national championship via a TV to go see live opening day baseball, 100% every time. Every time. Not even I'm, close. I don't even care about the weather. No. I don't care about the teams. And I'm the guy who can afford 5G on my iPad. So, cool, maybe I'll take my iPad and also watch the national championship. But I'm at the baseball game. Naturally. Yeah, but I think when Josh was telling his story about opening day and choosing baseball over the national championship, he made it sound like it was before smartphones. So I don't think he had that option. I think he had to make a hard decision 
with an opening day or national championship and chose correctly, as far as I'm concerned. If only given, Now we just bring a TV. We will have like 12 TVs at the backyard barbecue and opening day bash featuring beer and the boys, which the alliteration changes every time that I describe it. Um, but, yeah, we, we do a whole little deal. We set up the whole thing. It's a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. Friends of the show, uh, select friends of the show invited. Correct. Yeah. There'll be some invites going there on. They're invitation only. Yep. And this is all, and it's not a pop-up. Like, if people know where you live, well, if they know where you live, they're probably invited. I mean, it's not like yeah. strangers don't know where you live. And super fan out there, friend of the show, day one if somehow you did some creepy internet research and you know where I live, yeah. I'll reward you for your effort. You Correct. Can come, you can come hang out. And then teach us how to look up <laughs> geotags. Yeah. And then we, show me how I did it. And we do not understand I miss that. my ex. <laughs> The short one when we get back is the Brady-Arians feud. And uh, a lot of people are saying it's over. A lot of people have said that it's been won. But I'm going to tell you why. There's, uh, well, there's more chapters of this book for certain. Two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Back live from O'Neill's. We had some friends of the show show up. And the friends of the show are like, this beer's pretty good. And we're like, yeah, it's pretty good beer. It's like a good little, O'Neill's a good little spot friend of the show it says this beer will be a lot better tomorrow and i can legally buy weed <laughs> like what have you ever tried beer man ever on tried? weed i forgot so <laughs> hey, like full transparency for the like listener in front of the show i don't smoke weed like i just don't do it so but i know that and i had forgotten but like weed is legal tomorrow yeah, yeah. in the state of albuquerque or new mexico do all of both them. of the whole state okay Bo- both of them yes <laughs> both states so where do you stephanie i think he's high already right <laughs> and i don't like and i know a lot of people for a long time there was like a like a scam or a scheme right where like a doctor would be like yeah i'm a doctor and if you give me 50 bucks i'll give you like a you can buy weed card and sure, that sure, was sure that was like a also i have an allergy shot if you think this fixes your allergies as as far Snake as oil I, as far as i know i know you're not a drug guy no i don't do drugs you say that ad nauseum yeah i'm pretty sure the only time you've ever had any weed in your system mm-hmm. is when you had covid and i brought you some edibles yeah that's 100 percent true the only time and griffin you use it as like strict medicine allegedly when i had <laughs> uh covid 19 the december of 2020 I had uh, severe lower back pain, Griffin, and what I thought was from me laying on the couch being sore, and Van was like, well, I will, I will allegedly bring you some edible, gummable weed. But as it turns out, Griffin, it wasn't that I had a sore back. It's that I had kidney failure. Had oh, organ my gosh. Failure. <laughs> yeah. Weed doesn't help organ <laughs> failure. It did not help no. at all. <laughs> I ended up in the hospital. <laughs> oh, God, it sucked. <laughs> Oh, so so, help me out here, boys. Does this mean that there will be no more? Like all the weed will sell out tomorrow, right? That's that's what the rumor I just heard is that there will be no weed left for consumption because you can't just buy weed at the Walmart. There's no there's no Kirkland brand weed. So I, I'm not like a everyday smoker, stoner dude, uh, but I was still excited for Colorado. Okay. And I'm assuming it's going to be like when Colorado got legal and people from across the country went there and like hoping they would walk into a dispensary and it'd be friggin' Wonka land for weed. But it's just like a store. Well, hold on. Yeah, it's just like a store. No one from Colorado is going to drive down 
to New Mexico to buy weed. But a lot of people from Oklahoma and Texas and Arizona are going to hop right over here. Yeah, but they aren't going to come to the Albuquerque, right? I well, not with that <laughs> attitude. That's what I'm saying. Like, the guy from, like, like <laughs> Preston is not going to drive over and be like, let me get that weed. Yes, they will. You they might, will? Yeah, there will be so I many people. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right, so, Griffin, let me get this straight. Also, not supposed to transport it over state lines. No. Also, no one cares. No <laughs> one's ever cared. If you're from Winslow, Arizona, yeah. right now you're standing on the corner. Smoking a joint. And you're like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm almost out of joint. I better head to. Better hop on Route 66. <laughs> <laughs> head east. Griffin, do you know anyone that has a medical card? Yes. Okay. Now, this person, hypothetically you or not you or someone you know, would there, would there, are there a concern that they won't be able to get their medically prescribed weed because, like, dispensaries won't be reserving weed for medical purpose and they'll just be selling sell for recreational purpose yeah. for, for the gains? Yeah, there is a concern, I think. I mean, I know a lot of dispensaries are trying to put out there that they're going to keep a certain amount for patients, keep okay. it separate from recreational. Yeah. However, I mean, the bottom that they need to make money, you know, are they going to be like, oh, we're at our recreational limit. We're going to stop it. And the line's going around the corner. And, you know, I mean, I think I don't it's going to be hard. I think you're going to have to stock up. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, you have to stock up and you have to treat it like a reserve, like uh, like doctors did in the late 90s and early 2000s with Oxycontin. When they're just handing them out like candy, and they're like, "No, we need to save three of these. Like three dudes need this." Well, Griffin <laughs> Van, I think it'll die down eventually, but yeah, yeah no, I think Guys, weed doesn't just grow on trees, okay? It's like, bushes. Oh, okay, they're never mind. Small, it actually they're very does. Small trees. That's one hundred percent my fault. Uh, from the live chat, Craig says, "Friend of the show, Craig, by the way, is very funny in the live chat." Uh, he says he's staying off the road for the next two weeks <laughs> until the hype dies down. Sure. <laughs> I get that. That's, I've never not, not because weed smokers are dangerous drivers. Aren't they? Because it's just going to be going so slow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> People just like at a stoplight forgetting that they're driving. Check the And traffic. just sitting there like, man, this music all sounds like just a bunch of car horns, man. This is weird. So, Griffin, the person. <laughs> it's, ca- it's car horns. It is it's, car it's horns. It's actually car fact. horns. Griffin, the person you know that may or may not have the uh, the access to the medical card for marijuana purchase. Yes. Do, do they have to go to, like, specific places? Are these the same places you go recreationally? Or is there now, like, can you just get it at, like, the drive-thru of, like, the coffee shop? So I think I, there's a lot of new shops that are opening just tomorrow. Like, they're oh, day one yeah. tomorrow because they just got their recreational licenses. Right. But then you can also still go to the dispensaries that are currently open they will start recreational tomorrow okay well now you know so there's not like just some super steadfast reputable places like and no we are medical only this is only medicine shut up this and is I not for you, fun i bet you we will see a walmart pop up or a walgreens that start selling i mean i wouldn't be surprised so for the layman me right i've never bought i've never bought marijuana i don't know how to do it if I were to walk into, like a like a a, a supplier, a, a grocery for marijuana, I would say, I would say, I would say one marijuana, please, and I would present monies, but I don't know how much monies that costs. They but that's, they would have a, out. no, they would have a menu. I mean, they would literally a menu. 
tell you what is in it, what like the orange turpins, the I mean that they will go down the, to side. That's they love it. They they geek out on it. She's a hundred percent right on that. It's like if walking you, in the if Apple you walk store. In, exactly. Okay, I got if you, it. If you walk in with no knowledge, yeah, there there be a dozen people that are just ready to embrace. Ten you. seconds. And it's like, hey, what do you want to do? Do you want to chill? Do you want to like, you want to clean your house, bro? Like, how you feeling? Two men on ninety-five point nine FM and AM six ten. The sports animal. Boy. Boys are live at O'Neill's in Knob Hill. Good baseball talk to start the program. Got away from it a little bit with the legalization of weed. Back at it now, though. Arians v. Brady Van. Who you got? Uh, I think it's a push. Nope. Obviously, Brady's the winner. But what do you mean, obviously? Arian, Arians is like, he won a Super Bowl. He's still getting paid. I don't see how that's that big of an L. I don't think it's that big of an L. Tom Brady needed this, though. All the best players get rid of their coaches at some point. Yeah, and, and you know they can't say anything. Of course it's going to be all sunshine and rainbows at the press sunshine, conference. Sunshine, lollipops. <laughs> and, and Bruce Arians said all the right things today. It's There's no beef. There's no drama. All He's been planning this for years. Right he loves things. to see his guys succeed. Secession. Yeah, succession. Hey, but when guess, a guy says Arians, yeah. says secession. But guess, but guess who's in the front row staring him down? Duh. Tom Brady. The king. Yeah. You know, Michael Jordan got rid of Doug Collins. Heavy lies the crown. What do you do? Why did you do it with an accent like that? Well, because that's Jack Nicholson that's, from uh, that was not a very good Jack Nicholson. That was a perfect one. Oh, I don't like that at all. I don't like. How would you know? Energy. You've only seen it once. The Departed. Yeah, I did see it one time. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty good. You can judge me on Gladiator <laughs> quotes because that's the only movie you've ever seen twice. You know what I like is a rat. Like I think that's from the movie. <laughs> okay, that's what I remember about The Departed was there was this. They show Jack Nicholson. Nicholas, Nicholson, Nicholas. One of them was in it. What? I'm going to go with Nicholas. Son. Yeah, so Jack Nicholson (laughs) is a golfer. No. Got it. So the movie, as it starts, it's it's Jack Nicholas, and then there's a rat running. And you're like, oh, this is literally the worst symbolism in the history of filmmaking. There is zero effort put into this bad boy. At the beginning and end. Yeah, it's garbage. It's my second favorite movie. Oh, God. You, movie. Just, you have no standard for film. Like. The Departed? That's a great movie. No, it's terrible. I just told you I was terrible in the opening scene. I'll tell you what. I know. I bet it. You know it's it? Friend of the show Craig's favorite movie. Okay. About Boston. How do you two feel about Ratatouille? So, Tom Brady and Bruce Arians. Was that France? Well, I think that a rat in it. Mickey Mouse joke. Okay. So, Bruce Arians, who. Um, is 69 years old, right, boys? And he has worked nice. really hard every day of his life to get to where he is. What he identifies as his level of success, he found with his own approach, and he absolutely killed it to get there. He is a Super Bowl-winning coach in the most competitive league of all time, and he does not have the humility or understanding to recognize that everyone else doesn't have to work as hard at him like Tom Brady because it all comes so gosh darn naturally to him, and his life is easy and wonderful, and Bruce Arians needs to get off his lawn when it comes to yelling at Tom Brady about how to go to work. Okay, important question. Yeah. In five years, people forget that Bruce Arians was a Super Bowl winning coach when Todd Bowles takes over and has so much success. Do we remember Bruce Arians as a football coach 
or a British hat enthusiast? Because he wears a lot of Tams. Yeah. He wears a lot of Newsies. He wears a lot of Derbies. Tripoli? Is that a hat? Tripoli? Is that a hat? I think that was in the war. A bowler? Tripoli. Bowler, that's a hat. Okay. Bowler's like a Charlie Chaplin hat. I'm into that. Yeah. The takeaway is, and it's only this, Bruce Arians don't know how to lead people. Because if you got a guy like Tom Brady, and we're not talking any of those joke quarterbacks they were cycling through and whatever team Bruce Arians was ever with. We were talking about the greatest to ever play the game. And if he tells you, hey, coach, I don't need to sit down and watch film with you and get critiqued on every read that I miss. Sure. You know what you do if you're Bruce Arians? You say, yes, sir. Sorry, sir. Yeah. I forgot that I was talking to the Michael Jordan of the NFL. But you don't say it sarcastically because it's 100% or true. 100% true, yeah. And my, my favorite thing about Bruce Arians' legacy, besides his love of uh, headwear, is his support for minority coaches. Because he had, count them, not one but two. Fedora. People of color as his coordinators. You know, all the hubbub about first lady the, the, too. Ro- the Rooney rule, the first female, correct. Yep. He's very progressive. So I think that's going to be a huge check mark on his legacy. And I think it's crazily ironic Don't that the think? only coach with two people of color as our coordinator, his last name is Arian. Well, I mean, that's fine. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty that. weird. There's a lot of coaches named White. I mean, I'm not, I mean that's whatever. The, okay. the thing is you gotta you got to be able to read the room. And you lost your job because of a stubborn T that wouldn't allow you to recognize game. Like, dream team, right? 92. Best basketball team that's ever played. Yep. Played in the Olympics. Sure. 40-point victories every game. Yep. No problem. Yep. Game recognizes game. And you don't have game if you don't recognize game. Famously, Magic Johnson said about everyone on the dream team. Bruce Arians don't have no game. Bruce Arians was fortunate enough to ride the coattails of Tom Brady to a Super Bowl. Bruce Arians ain't crap. He's a he's a very accomplished, successful coach his whole career. No. As a coordinator nope. on his way up, Mm-mm. played on great teams, was a coordinator for other Super Bowl teams. Very successful. But you don't go to war with the GOAT. Mm-mm. You don't go to war with the GOAT because you see what happens. Tom Brady could GM and coach and D coordinator and quarterback that team all at the same time. He doesn't he, need a coach. Well, he's got to be the assistant coach now, right? I'm not even joking. Well, he is. A, he's a coach in the locker room. He's been a coach. What do you think? After his, like, third, fourth, fifth year, he started coaching his own team. His first year, he won a Super Bowl. Well, he wasn't I mean, a coach then yet. I, mean, but I think a few years in, Tom Brady's already a coach of his offense. And, and that's now, why they, that's and that why was they put, 15 years ago. So that's why they put Bowles in the in – the, HC spot instead of Leftwich. D guy. Yeah. Just, this is why Arians wins. Because Arians is nobody and nothing. And he got everything out of it. He got the chip. He's now sitting in this company front office job. He's having press conference today where he's throwing jabs at the media. That's why this is a thing. Bruce Arians is the big winner here. Because he even low-key... 
when Tom Brady retired, and by the way, Tom Brady did not retire. Tom Brady stepped away and went to management and said, yeah, I'm ready to come back tomorrow. Let's not make it look too weird, though. Get rid of that guy. That's what happened. Well, I think what happened with the whole Brady situation is somebody outside of the circle referred to themselves as inner circle and said he's going to retire. And then, of course, it's the biggest news in the world, especially the sports world. And, of course, every station has to leak it and start talking about it when he had no idea whether he's coming back or not. I think they put pressure on him to choose. I I don't know if I'm buying it, though, man, because I don't think anything has happened in Tom Brady's world in the last 20 years that Tom Brady didn't want to happen. I think he has that much control. He does, but that that was an accident. I don't know, man. The the retirement leak was an accident. Uh, uh, All right, to what what end? Qui bono? I don't know what that word is, but. (laughs) That means who benefits? Tom Brady. Yeah. Yeah, because he gets the coaching one. The the winner in Tom Brady versus the world is Tom Brady. The world does not beat Tom Brady. Period. I, and I can show you a track record where it doesn't. Even when he cheats the game, he does not lose. I mean, and that, that roster that he joined a couple years ago, if they add a couple more defensive pieces, they're the favorite for the Super Bowl again. Tom Brady took the skill that was – cap manipulation in new england down to tampa bay they somehow got in under the cap he's burning all these players he fake retires for a day calls ownership and says hey you got to re- get rid of bruce arians because if you don't you're gonna be stuck with jimmy garoppolo from the 49ers by the way he used to play with jimmy garoppolo i promise you he's garbage <laughs> i'm gonna take a couple weeks i'm gonna come back hey first though what i'm gonna do is i got this touchdown ball i'm gonna sell it let me get a half mil off this thing real quick then i'm gonna come back then we're going to wait two weeks until there's a news story that's bigger than what we could possibly do here in the NFL. But they're like, well, it could be bigger than you, Tom Brady. You are the NFL. Will Smith smacks Chris Rock across the face. Your door's wide open. Bruce Arians nine days before the draft is out. And Bowles, who was already there, is like, oh, I'm ready, guys. Like, we know you're ready. We told you 90 days ago. Okay, Freddie. I think you're on to something here. You, you don't say. Okay, you're on to something here. I just put these few little pieces together. He announces his retirement hours after Ben Roethlisberger. Mm-hmm. He announces he's coming back hours after Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. He says he's officially unretiring on Selection Sunday of yep. March Madness. And then the Will Smith thing happens, and then his coach gets fired. Can't shine if the spotlight's not on you. Oh, my goodness. Okay. I, I, hate, I hate to admit it, Fred. You're right. I'm 100% right. I know how a work works. Okay, what's what today? Uh, 331. Uh-huh. 22. Van admitted Fred was right at 511 p.m. The whole thing's a work, man. It's a big deal. And here's who I feel bad for. Literally no one. Because everyone comes out ahead. Bowles gets the job. Leftwich is going to be lined up for the next one. Because he's going to be able to go to next year when half these teams fire their coaches again. Because half these teams think they can be the best team in the NFL next season because the NBA does it so very well. And they're left with going to say, hey, listen, I've been through some crazy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I handled Tom Brady. I don't know if you know about this Bruce Arians cap, but he was a nut job, loser, hack, who ended up going to the front office and somehow still being my boss. But this dude, this dude Todd over here, he's cool. Todd's cool. I got his back. Todd's always been Yeah, cool. all day, all night. By the way, we gave Leonard Fournette record-breaking money for some reason because I know how to manipulate the cap. Let me take the skills I learned from Tom Brady and bring them to you. I'm 100% in. Because it's the way it's got to be, man. Like, 
if Tom Brady says, and I'm sorry to railroad you here, if Tom Brady says, hey, do this organization, no matter what this is, you do it. Yeah. Every day when I walk into my locker, I need peeled and prepared avocados right there. They're there every day. We're changing our name from Buccaneer to Dollar for Corn. Deal. I don't know okay. that reference. Buccaneer. Okay. I'll that's, show myself that's out. absolutely terrible. <laughs> <laughs> that made me laugh. No. Gripping. <laughs> no. More NFL news. Where have we come back around from it? Haven't got a chance yet today to thank New Mexico Pinon for being a part of the program. Pinon Coffee is, uh, well, it's a staple at my new apartment van. Let me make sure I got that clear. Here's my plan tomorrow. Hey, did you did you re-up on your coffee? Are you still pouring out of your Keurigs? So I gave all the, the, the K-Cups I gave all to Vital, and then he took a week off. Yeah, okay, nice. Yeah, so kind of sus. A highly caffeinated yeah. week off. But no, I'm so I got the big bag. I got, but I go with the ground boys because I know you go, you ground your own because you're so hip or whatever. Correct. Yes, yes, yes. I don't yes. have time for that Both kind of, of energy. Both of those things. Actually, so I've I been just... enjoying those K-Pods, that traditional <laughs> pinion. Nice. Delicious. So Steph got them. Yeah, there you go, us. Griffin. So, so yeah, so I got, I'm a two-scooper, one scoop, two scoop. And then with the way my new, I can make coffee in this cabinet because I can run, it don't matter. Long story short is I got, I got my own little cubby for coffee, and it's New Mexico Pinion. Two men on, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Back live from O'Neill's. A good program thus far. Antonio Brown told TMZ. You familiar with TMZ, Van? Very. They're the best. They went from a joke to, like, the most reputable news source in the country. I would agree with that. TMZ doesn't bring you anything unless they know it. Hey, by the way, 6 o'clock. I'm uh, really excited for this conversation okay. that we get to have with Justin Etry, local musician, who's going to help with the concert for Ukraine fundraiser. It's this Saturday, 11 a.m., 9 p.m., at the Ancora Cafe and Bakery, 148 Quincy Street, Suite B. He's going to come on with us at 6 and talk about it. What's the address? Quincy Street? What is it? 148 Quincy Street. Q-U-I-N-C-Y? Just 148. Q-U-I-N-C-Y. What? Quincy. Just like the normal Quincy. Oh, I've never heard of that. It's 148. All right, I'm looking it up. Oh, okay, I know exactly where this is. Right off Central. Yeah? It's actually very close to here. It's kind of down by, like, um, like we're Central and, well, I guess, like, San Mateo come together. Yeah, like East East Knob yeah. Hill area. Okay. Yeah. I'll check it out. I'm into good parties. So Antonio Brown told TMZ, because no one's reporting on Antonio Brown. He's just telling people about himself. Sure, sure, sure. Going <laughs> Stupid way to do anything. <laughs> if you ever you ever go to anyone and be like, Google me, bro, and you're like, it's only your website. Yeah, it's you. It's you. It's you. It's like, what do you no one is covering you. You're just you're making yourself easily findable via Google. You're you're talking directly to me, aren't you? Yes. Like are you referring <laughs> like, to me, what I do? <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, you can listen to the show on Spotify. Yeah, because you put it up there. No one did that for you. <laughs> I used to have a buddy who was in a band. Let me rephrase this because I don't want to say buddy. I used to know a guy who was in a band. He'd be like, I'm on that touch tunes over there. I'm like, 
Because you, you submitted. Just put, you just put it there. Like, that's not impressive. This is the only one. Because <laughs> yeah, like, you physically put it there. That's Yeah, you can, you can download me on that app. I, I know. Yeah, like, I, I know I have that option. Yeah. I know how the app works. I'm I, not going to do it. No, not interested no. at all. Not, what, not whatsoever. Appreciate the idea and the effort, though. So Antonio Brown, who's putting himself on touch tunes, told TMZ that uh, he needs an ankle surgery, but he hasn't got it, and he won't get it until a team signs him. What? what? Why? What? Why? That is stupid. Fix your ankle, Antonio. I, it will be way more likely somebody signs you if you don't have an injured ankle. Now, to be fair, mm, to be fair, logic and reasoning has been his strong suit for a long time. I'm sorry, what was that? <laughs> Strike that, reverse it. Remember the time he froze his feet off? Yeah, yeah, his feet almost came off. Oh, gosh. And also, like, what is the point of putting someone else on you as a stipulation for fixing your Do you plan to, for the rest of your days, walk around with one broken ankle? Yeah. What? Antonio Brown, what? That's a really weird stipulation. Do you remember when Tom Brady was like, hey, we need Antonio Brown on the Buccaneers and we'll win Super Bowls? And Bruce Arians was like, I'm actually going to let that dude go. And Tom Brady was like, okay. Cool. I'm not going to forget this. I remember that. (laughs) I mean, how could you not after those antics? He took off his shirt, threw his clothes into the the crowd, and then left the stadium. (sighs) That's not like a gray area offense where you're like, well, this idiot burned all the skin off of his feet. I bet we can forgive that. It's a one-off accident. No, that was a giant middle finger to him and the organization. A one-off accident is when you dye your mustache blonde like Hollywood Hulk Hogan when he turned evil and became the NWO leader. That's a accident that Antonio Brown did. That's, I don't think that's an accident. That seems like very on purpose. Well, it was stupid as well. <laughs> what, he like trip and like hit his mustache and bleach? Whoa. Like that's, that's all? You remember when Hulk Hogan used to shoe polish the beard part when he became evil? A hundred percent. And it was the coolest look like of all things ever? I mean, to you it probably was. I mean, as far as bad guys go, that is like a very like iconic bad guy look. I don't think iconic is when it's unique to one person you think hulkamaniacs were unique to pro wrestling no when he did the the beard thing i think that's oh. not that's not icon- obviously hulkamania is iconic so hold up. obviously the shirt ripping is iconic obviously slamming andre the giant's iconic super iconic shoe polishing your beard is not iconic i think if it is cosplayed then it's iconic so like there's only one red terminator eye right but if you go to, like, a sci-fi fest, lots of people have the red Terminator eye. That makes it iconic. Okay, well, I would, I would know about the red Terminator eye. If I saw a dude with a shoe-polished beard and a blonde mustache, I'd be like, all right, I'm keeping my eye on this weirdo. I wouldn't know what it was. I think I would know right away. Well, you would because yeah, you're, you're a wrestling mark. Of course you would know that. What's up with the muttons, bro? I wouldn't. I'd be like, oh, man. In other news that's barely NFL newsworthy, Bobby Wagner signs a four-year deal with the Rams, which is really a one-year deal because that's how the NFL works. And also when linebackers sign with teams, why do I even bring it up? Because it means nothing. Yeah, you're not a big linebacker fan. We understand that. His, historical friend of the show here. 
There is nothing about linebackers at all, $65 million, $50 million worth up to 65 uh, for uh, four, possibly five years. So I would like to have both of them on my team, but if you made me choose Bobby Wagner or Von Miller, I would choose Bobby Wagner, and the Rams got him for cheaper. I only today learned who that is. He's very good. He's been very good for a long time. Bobby Wagner? Yeah. No, he is not. Yeah. He played in Seattle. Yes, yes, yes. They've never won. How can you be good on a team that doesn't win? That means you're not good. The team's not good. He's like a top seven or eight linebacker in the NFL. Pro yep. Football Focus, I think, has him ranked seventh. All right. He's so very I, good. I've heard you reference that website before, which obviously I've never visited. Uh. But to be able to rank the least important position in an order that matters seems asinine to me. Okay, so if he's the seventh best, least important position, that's still really good. Okay, right like now. as far as, like, people on earth who are good enough to play? Right now there are fans in Seattle that are fans of the Seahawks, right? Mm-hmm. And also my condolences to them. Sorry. But you're going to go, hey, do you remember the offseason when you uh, lost Bobby Wagner? And they're going to be like, no, Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson that's what yeah. matters. Well, I love they, they just punted their best player on offense and defense in the same year. Who's the best player on defense? That would be Bobby Wagner. Oh, God, that's a bad defense. The, the, afore, <laughs> the aforementioned Bobby Wagner. That is such a bad, awful, terrible defense with no star players. How do you know? You just admitted you didn't know who he was <laughs> until today. Uh, you, you want me to run another list of losers that I don't know? I don't yes, know who please. losers are. I can't name okay. them. You're saying yes, but I can't do it because I don't follow losers like backup, outside, middle, linebacker, hybrid, edge rushers that sign five-year fake deals with the Rams because it doesn't matter. I mean, you obviously know who losers are. You just mentioned Hulk Hogan. No one knew who he was until he sued that website. You're talking about Bubba the Love Sponge? <laughs> yeah. That's a whole nother thing. Didn't he sue TMZ? He did not no, no, it wasn't TMZ. Who was it? I mean, I, I know you know. No, who I was do it? know, but we're not going to go down this whole who rabbit hole right now. <laughs> I like how you talk to me like, hey, Fred, it's weird that you like no relevant stories from this niche media, which is pro wrestling, which, by the way, is not niche at all because yep. we did our WrestleMania preview show this past week while you were out of town yeah. at uh, Chance the Rapper. You mentioned that was Tyler the Creator. You mentioned you wanted to do a WrestleMania show, and I was like, oh, my God, i got to get out of town. What can I possibly do? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, Tyler's in Denver. Sweet. I don't have to talk or hear you talk about wrestling. Busiest chat room ever. Busiest live texter ever because people love WrestleMania. This is the outlet that individuals need to celebrate pro wrestling and pro wrestling adjacent content. Okay, I don't see crickets in the texture right now trying to defend you. Because well, there are no crickets. There's People will come to, and they'll be like, listen, <laughs> the fact that Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar have to compete against each other for the unified title? Yes, that's a talking point. You know what's not? Is that really? Bobby freaking Wagner. We're talking about it on our show in the 5 o'clock hour. Well, it, just so I can just so I can move the audience and friends of the show just to see the idea that linebackers the don't, don't matter. <laughs> you know how, like, there's a lot of people out there that are, like, hate the NFL because all lives matter. Like, if you, if you believe that all lives matter, then you hate the NFL. That's like one and one, right? Yeah, those, those Venn diagrams lap. Over like, severely. Really yeah. yeah. The only thing that I agree with, 
like in that sentiment is that all lives do matter except for linebackers because they don't no, matter at all. Linebackers yeah, don't matter. They don't matter. Okay. Name one linebacker that has changed anything. Okay, we've had this conversation before, and I'll it's, just keep giving you the same answer. It every won't time. be Bobby Wagner. Lawrence Taylor. The one. There's one exception to every rule. Ray and Lewis? that's why this is who? The guy that killed a guy? The guy that can't talk allegedly, in a complete sentence? Hold on. Allegedly. Let's not get sued here. Allegedly killed a guy. He- Tumanon does have legal representation, <laughs> but we don't want to use it. I just don't for a second. <laughs> I don't for a second believe that the Rams are like, cool, Bobby Wagner. It's, it's a joke signing. It's a bad idea. And I don't at all think that the Rams have a chance of doing anything positive if they're going to burn 75 mil. It's only 50 mil. 50, 50 mil on a dude that plays three times every series. They get a first down. And, by the way, lots of teams will get first downs versus the Rams. Oh, got to come off. We've got to rush the edge. Oh, he's a middle linebacker. He stays on. I just learned that he was a middle linebacker. That's okay. I had no idea. You didn't know who he was until yesterday. Because I thought they were all interchangeable. You have this, like, just grown over part of your brain with the word linebacker. You just hear the word linebacker and you immediately shut down. People are like, we we need to, okay. I know this is breaking a lot of rules as far as medicine goes. uh Uh-huh. Mostly HIPAA. It would be a HIPAA violation. Mm -hmm. But I need to get you on a couch with a psychiatrist and, like, really talk linebacker with you and them and find out where the linebacker hurt me yeah, exactly yeah like your mom left your dad for a linebacker or something like that wait what's where did this start where did this come from and i like how you're so like apologist for linebacker because like you've had many like like excursions in your life where you've like fallen in love with people built like linebackers and you're like i have a i have a core connection to them Yes, I like a sturdy gal. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you can't help me with yard work, I, I don't want to do anything with you. Chris Rock made his first yeah. public appearance since taking one off the chin from Will Smith, and we'll break that down play by play whenever we get back. Thank you so very much, O'Neills, for allowing us to be here today. We're live at the Knob Hill one. Starting to fill out. The bar's all filled up. It's just tables at this point. Like, come and get a table, but then put yourself on the wait list for the bar. Two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. What's the special? The sports animal. All right, normally when we're live at O'Neill's in Knob Hill, I preface a lot of questions directly to you, Van, for the interactions of the friends of the show who are here. But this question is for Griffin, okay? Okay. All right, Griffin. Have you ever been smacked across the mouth? (laughs) Yes, sir. Okay. Now, has that ever happened to you on worldwide television? No. And it also never happened in the time of social media or even cell phone video Mm. stuff. And also, there's a big difference if it's like mom or dad or Nana. And I'm about to show like my Midwest roots here. But like, like if my grandma's like gave me like a, that's okay. Like I'm going to survive that. But knowing you as well as I do, you probably deserved it. Oh, I had it coming. If it was grandma. I had it coming. Yeah. It's not me telling a joke as an entertainer. By the way, not even the best joke ever told. But then receiving one across my brow from Will Smith. 
So, my question is to you, Griffin, and you, Van. After someone steals one to your jaw, how do you react to that? Like, what is the reaction to having one stolen to your jaw? Steph, you want to go first? Well, I think, like, in, like, how you said, you know, of course, ruling out, like, in, you know, parent or Mm -hmm. anything like that because of your stupidity. But, um, honestly... I think I would probably freak out. Probably freak out, right? <laughs> yes. I'd probably go like some crazy rabid animal and like freak out. Sounds pretty spot on to me. Van, <laughs> how would you react to having one stolen to your jaw in front of everyone in the world? Okay. Well, if I was on national television, I hope I would have the same composure that Chris Rock had. Had it. True. And hopefully... The situation would play out semi-similarly. Mm-hmm. If it was not on national television, I was getting paid absorbent amounts of money to right. host that show. Uh huh. I would close my fist and return a few, like immediately. Mm-hmm. Like that would be my immediate reaction. Now, a lot of people say, "Well, it was punching down in the first place. This joke shouldn't have happened, and Will Smith should have been allowed to retort the way that he did." I'm going to tell you no. I'm going to tell you that's not my opinion. And how big of a man Chris Rock is. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, he held such great composure. That was huge. Held grace. That was huge. Did a couple moments later really drop the ball when he awarded an Oscar to Quest Love and his, quote, four white friends, which seems like a kind of tasteless joke immediately following, especially because those guys are winning their first Oscar ever, and it's a fun moment in history that should last forever. In their personal lives, the only time that you will ever win an Oscar and you're being referred to as Quest Love's four white guys. <laughs> Not I mean, cool. they still won an Oscar. They did. Yeah, I think that's still pretty cool. I just don't think and Chris Rock made a joke about you. I just don't think. Look, if you don't want a guy telling jokes about the people that's winning literally awards where I was going. Literally and where I was showing going. up to the show, don't hire a friggin' comedian. So yeah. for a host, you hire a comedian. For a presenter, you do not. Huh. There's no reason that a presenter who only has to read and the award goes to Van Nunley. That doesn't need to be a comedian. You don't need one to riff there. You don't need one to throw jokes. They just got to read the card. He was not set up for success. And then he got punched in the mouth. And then he took two days to take his ticket prices for his tour from $30 to $300. And sold, and sold out. out the whole tour. The whole Genius. shebang. So he starts the show last night. Where was the show last night, Van? Did you see this? Was it Boston? I think it was in Boston. Good Boston. job, Griffin. So goes on stage and he opens up the set and he says, so how was your weekend? Yeah. That's strong work, man. Pretty good, pretty good little a little joke that is he doesn't need to sue he doesn't need to write a book about it but this not that chris rock wasn't relevant which he always is and always will be Eh. this catapulted him right back to the top again quote he started the show with i don't have a bunch of stuff that's not what he said edited for the uh, radio program i don't have a bunch of stuff i don't have a bunch of stuff about what happened so if you came to hear that, I have a whole show I wrote before this weekend. I'm still kind of processing what happened. So at some point, I'll talk about that stuff, and it will be serious and funny. Hear me out here. Uh-huh. No. No. The iron is as hot as it has ever been for you, Chris Rock. You strike right now. 
Well, you got to give it a couple days to write the jokes. He, it has been. And by the way, he doesn't have to. The internet already wrote <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the jokes are already out there. We made a bunch of good ones on the show. What do you need? Because that's your therapy. Hey, I'm a guy who's got a little bit of stuff going on mentally. I got some turmoil in my life. Van, I know you well. You got a lot more than me. Yeah. And this is the outlet. This right here, this moment, this form, this microphone, this entertainment, this is therapy for Chris Rock. And yeah. he, he went into a set. You are super right, and, you know, the jokes write themselves. I mean, I've thought about about five of them while we've been sitting here. Mm -hmm. But I don't think it's because he hasn't written a good enough joke yet. He doesn't have a good enough retort for the situation. His legal team is consulting state law everywhere his tour goes to see what is libel and what isn't. So So he already knows what to say. He doesn't know the order he's going to say it or where he can say it. He's a professional comedian. He's one of the greatest of all time. Like, Let, let's we see. talked about him being top ten on this show on Monday. No, you did. I did not. And if okay, me and the actual comedian talked about him being top right, ten of all time. Professionally, I've been paid to tell jokes for a lot of years, and all I'm saying is, I believe I am adjacent to the world of stand-up comedy. And if you're not going to tell Will Smith jokes, if you go up to do a set and you say, "Hey, I'm not going to tell Will Smith jokes," then you tell the joke. Because I don't know if Will Smith is here waiting to strike. Yeah, that's an easy one. That's an yeah, easy one. Sure, sure, sure. You do anything. Yeah. Because he twice now has done nothing, which makes it a work. And that's why he's literally griffing everyone that's coming to see him. That's I, 100% true. And I don't know what cut he's giving Will Smith. But it is not, to be fair. Um, to be fair. A fair cut. Because right now, Chris Rock, who, by the way, wasn't that high for me. Had a cool little moment where showed some composure and then immediately blew it. But Chris Rogers keep falling for me. Keep falling. Well, he's always been in the same spot for me. I've understood his talents and his importance in the history of stand-up comedy basically forever. So he's like, even before and after all this, he's like still in the exact same place for me. He's doing his best Tom Petty. Uh, I don't understand that. Reference. Free fall. Oh, get out of here. He is not <laughs> free falling. You see his tour sold out with tickets being sold at a factor of 10. Yeah, lots of guys have sold snake oil in their life. I get it. I understand how a rub works. Yeah, and they completely did one of the biggest of all time. Mm-hmm. As he, a wrestling fan, you got to have respect for that. I don't have respect for carnies, and that's what Chris Rock is. If he's not a form of entertainment. He's a he's a shindling carny. If you're comparing to what happened in between Chris Rock and Will Smith as carny-esque, then you need to hand back your WWE card because that's exactly the same thing to me. I don't think you have a strong understanding of how stand-up comedy works. I don't think you have a strong understanding about carnies because <laughs> they're not on that level. Carnies want your money, and they don't Sorry. care how they get it. All the carnies out there, all the friends of the show traveling around listening to us, my apologies. I didn't mean to denigrate you There's no carnies. string banjo on this. No, one, <laughs> no carnies are tuned in. I'm saying I got an idea of what is entertaining, and what is entertaining is not showing humility and respect to the situation. No, you blow it out with your best jabs that you can throw. 
verbally because you're the better man to not throw them physically. See, I, I, I guarantee you he will, whether it's this week or next week. They're coming. They're coming, and they're coming in full force. But he's got to make sure that he doesn't do anything liable. This is a lawyer thing. This is a legal thing, not a Chris Rock thing. No, this is I a, guarantee it. This is a cliffhanger thing. This is who shot Dallas. He's not going to ever who tell the jokes Dallas. so that JR, who shot JR, <laughs> because if he tells the jokes, then no one is going to want to go and see him. So he's going to keep teasing the joke and never telling the jokes until the tour is over so he can keep grifting you for 600 bucks a pop on tickets. This whole thing is a work, and it's gross, and it's an embarrassment to entertainment. See, you're you're describing this in a negative manner to Chris Rock. And yeah. all I'm hearing is you actually describing professional wrestling to me. Mm-hmm. Keep the, keep, That's what this is. Keep the work going. Yes. Keep grifting. Forever. Everybody. Keep grifting the marks. Yeah, but also, 100%. How? how? But also, he's disrespecting the game. The game deserves this. This is a master class. I don't know what you're talking about. Of, of Vince McMahon impersonating? That's what this is. Sure. This is not a master class of Comedy 101. This is why he's not even in the top 20, dog. He's terrible. Okay, we've already proven you're wrong, Ricky, so there's that. If Ricky Gervais right now is doing this. Well, Ricky does a joke every segment about Will Smith. You know Ricky many, Gervais would demolish him. You know how many Big Willie jokes I got right now? All of them. The proper amount, probably. Chris Rock should just call and be like, hey, Fred, listen. I just need some help here. I just recently took one off the jaw. I'm a little shook. Can you just write me, just give me 15 minutes. No, not even 15. Give me eight minutes. Yeah, you would probably do in between five and ten on this if oh, you I had could, an hour. I could do an hour on this. Of course you could do an hour on this, but that's that's cheap to me. That's too much. Yeah. Because then it looks like you wrote it all beforehand and you didn't actually have a set prepared. And then, I, then I'm then i doubling down on my work philosophy that you had it already in the canon. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point, too. I mean, I we both honestly think that they're in cahoots on this. Thousand percent. And then what to, to what end, qui bono, we'll figure out later. You know, we'll figure it out later, like, what exactly they were going after. The only like, th- why did Will Smith do that? What? To what avail does Will Smith get out of this? And you keep the work going because similar to the Tom Brady Tampa Bay Buccaneers thing, you would know without a doubt it's a work, not even a glimmer of a doubt, if they would have shot Bruce Arians out of one of those cannons off the pirate ship in the football field. That's why you can't do this right now. Or do a promotion where you get like 30 of Bruce Arians' hats and shoot him out of a cannon. Like like old English fox hunting quail style. Exactly. Of that. like, yeah, pull. Uh-huh. 100%. Yep, that's what you do. Chris Rock's back, and uh, it doesn't matter because he wussed out on it. Griffin on 95.9 Sadie Hawkins dance broadcast over the air. Sounds like a yes. <laughs> that's the game sometimes. The boys are live at O'Neill's, but joining us on the friend of the show highlight is the mailman. Mailman, welcome. Hello, fellas. Dan, can you tell that Fred really missed you while you were gone? Oh, you should have seen his eyes light up when I walked into the room, mailman. Mailman, I was as scared when he walked in as when Chris Rock walked out on stage last night. Except for I got way better reasons to slap Fred. How sideways 
with his feelings to drop that hammer off the top rope about your women being built like linebackers. That was just just uncalled for. Just chair to the back, didn't even see it coming. Well, I mean, it it would be really offensive if it wasn't so very true, Melman. Yeah, that's the thing. No. Okay, so. uh, My girlfriend can't out-swap me. I'm not getting involved. Pull out a napkin and a pen, and I want you to Google these names. Fred... Do not let him forget he needs to respond as soon as possible so I can hear his opinion. Okay. Okay? Uh, Van, Google Piper Niven, and then I need you to Google Wendy Richter. These are both Not Wendy Richter, I'm sorry. Sherry Martell. She was was fine as hell. I love Sherry. (laughs) God rest her soul. But uh, I'm assuming Fred since, already knows this. Since, since, since Fred was talking about your women being built like linebackers, I was thinking that you wanted a certain kind of woman. So, uh, Fred, I know you're seeing where I'm headed with this. So, well, the thing, so mailman, can, uh, is Van's qualifier for grab, relationship. You, you can grab Van by the ear. Well, hold on, mailman. Drag him down that rabbit hole with you. The thing is. <laughs> If Van is going to date you, the rule is he has to be able to sit on your shoulders at a concert. Correct. That's the one rule for Dan for Van relationships is that he can be well, lifted. A, that has to be Piper Niven then. Yeah, it has to be. Yeah. It has to be Piper Niven then. If you can't but, uh, fight off a bear anyway, while we're camping, you can't be with uh, me. I, Fred, I need you to send me the, the directions to uh, Van's crib. I will bring <laughs> a case of oat soda. Smart. So, uh, that's, my, uh, that's my entry fee. That's my secret knock to get into the party. Drop you a pen whenever I get there. Okay. Uh, <laughs> mailman, Cherry Martell is not for me. She's too thin. Ah, come on. She's way too thin. Piper. Oh, so Piper. Piper Nevin girl. Yeah, Piper Nevin, though. That's what I'm talking about. Thicker than a snicker, Dude, homie. She's a girl that walks around with you on the playground, and everybody's scared to mess with you. Yeah, for sure. Like, you're describing what I'm into. Thank you very much. <laughs> Have a good one, fellas. Thank you. If she didn't qualify for the Olympics and the deadlift, I'm not into it. Man says, I can't see from back here. Put me on your shoulders. I say that all the time. And we're like, it's an Incubus concert. What's it matter? <laughs> One hour left, sitting down with Justin Eatry after we get back from the break. Two men on, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Live at the O'Neill's and Knob Hill. The boys are laughing a lot. We've been doing it for the last two hours. we got one more hour left if you're leaving the office. Thank you for joining us. Also, uh, hey, O'Neill's are feeling out pretty good in here, huh, boys? Yeah. Like it's the hot spot to be, huh, boys? If you thought that it would fill all the way up for us, you are super close. There's two tables left. Well, but the funniest part is it's the two tables closest to us. So they're feeling – it's backfilling in, and yeah. no one wants to be next to your boys. But I imagine that's going to change quickly because we're welcoming to the show for the first time. New friend of the show, Justin Eatry. Justin, welcome well, hello, to the program. Hello. Yeah, thank you. Justin is a local talent. I don't know other way to describe you. Uh, play a little bit of music, sing a little bit, do the whole thing. And we first crossed paths on a night out at Safe House 
when it was literally the day we were signing our deal for this program and we went out to have a oh, celebratory wow. drink and, and you were just bringing down the house and the conversation came up to, uh, hey, if you got anything going on and you're helping some people, let's see if we can use the show to help you and you are absolutely doing that. Yeah, um, uh, we uh, have a, <clears throat> a fundraiser coming up. Um, uh, we were in, kind of inspired by um, what's going on in the Ukraine right now, and uh, we wanted to do our best to, to help um, because, you know, people are getting put out of their homes, people are dying, and um, we just couldn't stand by and, and not do something about it. Um, so, yeah, we're having a, an all-day concert, and uh, it's going to be uh, 15 different artists from 11 a.m. to uh, 11 p.m., and we, um, we have four organizations that we're going to be uh, uh, donating to. Um, we've got a raffle going on, live painting, uh, tarot readings, uh, so it's, it's going to be a fun, fun day. That'll be this Saturday, 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. at Ancora Cafe and Bakery. 148 Quincy Street, Suite B. All proceeds go to help out the Ukraine. That's like throwing. So, that's like a stone's throw from here. That's like right around the corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Check out Justin Etre Music on Instagram. Justin and then last name E T R E Music on Instagram. Just an absolutely talented dude. We were blown away the night that we ran into each other, and you know we told you that. We love Albuquerque. We love helping the community. The second you have something that's going to help the Albuquerque community reach out, this ain't about the Albuquerque community. This is about Ukraine. So, like, what, what are you passionate about that links you or links all of these musicians or links uh, this cafe to Ukraine? Yeah, um, it's just a, it's a really great community over at Ancora, and uh, everyone there is really caring and um, the people that I that I that I knew uh, that were they were immediately interested and in, uh, they they wanted to help out in any way that they could. Um, <clears throat> I did want to talk about a little bit like uh, the uh, organizations that were helping. Um, we got UNICEF. Um, we uh, it's great. We, we wanted to uh, help you know children of course and um, we have uh, another uh, crowd. Uh, it's like a private crowdfund uh, or. Um, uh, this man named uh, Nick Tad, he's a photographer, and he's uh, saving, he's rescuing animals. So he, you know, there's like animals going uh, that need help, and um, <clears throat> and then as well, we have a uh, Razum for Ukraine, which is uh, it was created by Ukrainians uh, that couldn't be at home, that wanted to help out uh, their their people, and um, so they they're uh, you know raising money for the ukraine as well and then we have a raffle that we're going to be doing um it's going to be some paintings that we raffle off uh some uh cds um jewelry um and it's you know one dollar a ticket and uh and you know get a chance to to win and all the proceeds from that will go to uh, medical teams international um we we wanted to make sure that uh people that needed Healthcare right now, uh, we're getting the, what they need. So who you're helping is key, obviously. But who can come to the event? Who's gonna? Is it all ages? Is it all inviting? What is? What is the entertainment stylings like? Paint a picture of the night out for me this Saturday. Yeah, um, <clears throat> anyone is uh, is welcome. Uh, and it's all ages. Um, we're gonna have uh, you know a five dollar uh, minimum donation at the door. Um, 
the bands uh, there's a wide variety of uh, of different uh, bands and solo art artists. Um, there's going to be you know some some synthy stuff. There's going to be acoustic acts. There's going to be um, you know indie rock, uh, bluegrass. Um, you know, uh, so there's there's quite a quite a variety um, where it's going to be outdoors um, at the patio at Ancora um, during the day, and then around uh, 5 p.m. Uh, we're going to switch indoors. <clears throat> uh, we got a great headliner uh, called Low Mellow. Mm-hmm. Um, you can check them out online. Um, it's kind of like indie surf rock. Uh, it's really great. So five dollars at the door. And at Ancora Cafe and Bakery, 148 Quincy Street, Sweet B, $5 for 12 hours of music. That's yeah. the deal of the century. Yeah, it, and we're going to have uh, some free food. We're going to have some uh, some burritos, uh, I think Frito Pie, um, trying to get some cookies in there. Uh, so, you know, and uh, the tarot readings are actually going to be uh, free if you donate. So if you, you just got to get there and sign up and... Get a free tarot. You know, there's some things I don't want to know, boys. Yeah. (laughs) Some things I don't want to know. (laughs) I.e. the future. Yeah. (laughs) So, Ancora Cafe and Bakery, it's not just a fundraiser for Ukraine. Ancora is doing some great things in the community as well. From what I understand, they help people segue out of rehab, you know, out of halfway houses, out of prison to get jobs and to get back in the community. Yeah. um, Yeah, they're doing a lot of great stuff. Yeah. you know the uh, the employees that worked there. They were part of the program. Um, it's it was created. Uh, the bakery was created to be a safe, sober space um, for people that were trying to get clean. Um, and uh, you know anyone's welcome, of course. And uh, uh, you know a, a friend of mine just graduated the program and is doing great. Um, so yeah, it's a great nonprofit. Justin Eatry joining us, and we're talking about a fun little event coming up this Saturday night where you're going to be able to, uh, well, at Acora Bakery and Cafe, uh, help UNICEF and help some organizations that are helping those displaced and currently in turmoil in the Ukraine. Anything we missed, Justin? Anything, anything we would make sure we, we put out there before we let you go? Um, All-day event, bands, yeah, including yeah, Lil Mello, Justin Eatry, and friends. And starting, when does it start, 10? It starts at 11 a.m. 11 a.m. Yeah. And, and how do people check out your music specifically if they want to check out what you're doing? Uh, you can find me on Instagram, uh, Justin Etre Music. Uh, that's E-T-R-E for the last name. Um, and uh, you'll find uh, the post uh, about the event um, with uh, links to all the other artists that are going to be there. Um I just released a new single, actually. Um, so if you, if you are interested, it's uh, it's pretty great stuff, and um, we're going to be playing <clears throat> all originals with uh, my band, and it's going to be a, it's going to be a good night. Check you out on Spotify, Apple, all yeah, that good Spotify, stuff. Yeah, uh, Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, all of that. YouTube. I like everything about it. Sweet, Justin Eatry, Thank you so very much for being you and for helping others. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, guys. Whatever. Appreciate you. Whenever we get back, New York Yankees talk, and then Kim Kirsch and Locker 505 will join us, and we'll wrap this program up. It's Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610. D, Sports Animal. Where we went to commercial. Today's special at O'Neill's Bane is the club sandwich. Okay. How did you get to order one? 
You're not in the club. Damn it. <laughs> Griffin, can you pod band down for just one full segment? <laughs> Wait, segment or second? Yeah. She'll do none of the sort. So, Griffin, I get this club sandwich. By the way, thank you to Justin Eatry for joining us. Talking about their big Ukraine fundraiser coming up. So I was like, well, I can eat because the sandwich is cut in half. The sandwich was delivered to me broken. And I was like, well, I can eat one half of this sandwich during the commercial break. I thought you're supposed to quarter club sandwiches. They just cut it right in half. You know, that's why I said it was broken. Oh, you know why? Okay. You're not in the club, Fred. Uh Uh-huh. You did it again. (laughs) (sighs) If we don't get asked to come back to O'Neill's and Knob Hill. It's because of the sandwiches. No, it's because of you, man. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That usually happens. Well. Not the first time you've been kicked no. out of a no, no, no. establishment. A lot of places. So, anyways, this club sandwich is so damn big, and there's no way that I could have eaten half of it even in the commercial break. It's a lot of club sandwiches. It's sandwich. so much club sandwich. It looks phenomenal. It's huge. Those onion rings are, like, toasted perfectly. Sometimes it's, when they deliver them, they look the best, but then you have to, like, squish it down just to make it go into your mouth. I unhinged my jaw. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's very good in my mouth, though. I would recommend everyone listen to the program. He went full gator on it. He went uh, you went hungry python on that thing. Yeah, that's true. And you really dropped that jaw down. And uh, I did the best I could, but it wasn't good enough. And that's okay, as long as I tried. The New York Yankees are in the news, Van. There's always a couple approaches to New York Yankee stories. Which one would you like to take? Uh, you deal. So... Historically, the Yankees have had their own network, right? The Yes Network, okay? Yes. So, they would play Friday games on whatever, local Channel 11 or whatever. Right. In New York. Well, the Yankees have decided to abandon their entire fan base, which is people of a certain age. Okay. And broadcast those games instead on Apple Television. But here's the thing, Van. They're lying through their teeth about it, and they're saying it's about hitting a younger audience to help grow the Yankees, whatever. But what they're actually doing is they are abandoning Boomer Plus, who doesn't even have a clue about Apple TV, and now you're not going to be able to see the boys play on Friday nights. The Yankees hate Yankees fans. The Yankees do not care about Yankees fans' dog. There's so many of them. Yes. Why do the last septuagenarians who Good word. only watch the Yankees on yes clinging to their ideals? You got to try something new, right? Well, and it's not it's just, only one game, one day a week. It's not just Yankees. It's, it's twenty-one games total, right? Is I, that correct? I think it's I think it's less than thirty. And yeah, I think it's twenty-one games total that are going to be on Fridays on Amazon. And to be fair, to be fair, to be fair, was it Amazon? Did I say everybody Apple? has Amazon? And if you don't, guess what? I will share my password. Uh, you know who doesn't you can have it? My mom. You know who else does it? My grandmama. OK, well, you know who else does it? My dad. Not right. everyone has it. Yes, they do. Five people have Amazon accounts and 360 people. 360 million people have the passwords. That's true. Yeah. That's 100%. Everybody true. can watch the Yankees. This is a non-factor. It's a non-story. Not a big deal. I went to hookah. I went to By order. By the way, 
if you slip slide into our DMs on Instagram, at TalkABQ, mm-hmm. I will give you an offshore website where you can watch every Yankees game anyways. <laughs> you don't need Amazon, okay? If you can't figure out Amazon, <laughs> you're definitely not going to figure out the offshore website that Van utilizes to watch baseball and baseball-adjacent content. Okay, note to self, make new website for people to use illegal website. So okay. I was trying to order a bath run, like a bathtub runner yesterday for my new apartment. Okay. Okay. So I had to update my Amazon Prime shipping. I had to do that. And it says, oh. you know, because I don't live in my apartment. I have a new apartment. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. live in my apartment. I don't live in my old apartment. I live in my new apartment. So I was like, I need to update my address. And it was like, what is your new address, Mr. Nunley? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then I paid for it with an ex-girlfriend's credit card. And I now have a, a bathtub runner on the way. That's excellent. Yeah, because that's how I get down. Is your is her information on my Amazon now still, it's, or did she erase the account? Uh, 60 inches by 24. Because I it, could also use a runner on, yeah. on your girlfriend. It's so, X. Thank X, you. X, yeah. yeah. So excited to have that coming my way, my new runner through Amazon. Yankees fan, and this is all baseball, though. Baseball is lying through their teeth, saying that they're going to digital streams and they're going to this stuff in an effort to hit a cooler, hipper audience. When their audience is not young, cool, hip guys like me. Okay, I'm going to leave that one sitting right there. But what it is, is it's your word, Van, septuagenarians yeah. and greater. Sure. And you are literally cutting them out of access to your product. And why? Because the NFL got paid a little bit from Amazon? Hey, look, Fred. The septuagenarian crowd, the old school baseball crowd, Mm -hmm. they're going to watch a lot of baseball throughout the year. Mm -hmm. But they're not going to watch baseball on Friday anyways. (laughs) Everyone knows that's bingo Bingo night. night. It's bingo night. They don't care about the Yankees on Friday. (laughs) I-16. I-16. I used to run a community center, right? And we had bingo. And whatever. So I would get up there and I would do the... That's the best part. Oh, 61. Mm-hmm. Oh, 61. And then Gladys would be like, bingo. And I'd be like, bring it up, Gladys. And she'd be like. Then a half hour later. No, no, no. She wouldn't need dogs. She'd be like, you come here. <laughs> I got to get up to confirm. I literally take a picture of the bingo tray with my phone. So whenever I walk over there, I can check it from my phone instead of having to walk back. That's bingo hall life. Wicked smart. And the dabbers? Do you even know about bingo dabbers? Yeah, it's a big deal. There's a hierarchy. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know, in baseball, there's like Worth, Mizuno, Rawlings. Yep. That That is the same in the dabber game. Yeah. And I can't sure. tell you, you know the, names the real of- professionals when they've got like 10 or 15 cards out and they can do them all at the same time. Steph, I barely can keep my- up with one. Thank you, Stephanie. You segued right into my next question. What was the most cards that Gladys could do? And if it wasn't Gladys, who did the most cards at once? Like Emmett? I feel like the like, most cards, I think we had a rule you could only have nine. Nine was the max. It was the max because that, that was what fit on the table in front of you because you could do three rows of three before your and elbows. That's, and that's all of your area. Yeah, that's all your area. Okay. But I'm telling you, the amount of cards was not as impressive as, like, the quick draw on the dabber. Because, like, anyone in the Wild West can walk around with a gun. Uh-huh. But it don't matter unless you're quick on the draw. Yeah. 
So whenever, so whenever like I would call whatever, right? So I'd be like N forty two, and you would just hear, yeah, because they were like trying to start a helicopter. Well, let's let's turn this into a learning session here. Uh-huh. Why do they have multiple colors of dabbers? When you're just you're just covering it. I think it's superstition. It's all personal choice. Yeah. Oh, okay. It, so it might also be Roy G. Biv rules. So like the first one, you go red, orange, yellow, indigo, blue. Like you go all the way down, violet. Or it wouldn't be like the letter B is for blue, the I row is indigo, the N is navy, so G I, is green. I feel okay. that. They would have them in hand, and it's not that they were snatching them before the dab. So I feel like it would, or maybe between, like, draws, they would then alternate through dabbers. But I can't, I don't believe they were waiting for my dabber call, and then we're, we're choosing dabber based upon letter. Okay. All right, this makes a lot of sense to me. Griffin, when's the last time you've been to Bingo. Oh, gosh. Probably since I was little, my mom would have t- taken me. From the texter, my favorite bingo is O69. Naturally. I mean, there's a lot of fruit out there, boys. You don't have to always get the lowest hanging fruit. You can leave some of that fruit for others. Sure. I left it on the table earlier, and I, I just, when you said O, I just knew it was coming. And when you didn't say it, it's like, no, nah, I'm not jumping on this train. Well, I mean, I got better jokes than Chris Rock. So I don't need, I don't need to waste that one, like Texter did. That's okay. They're not all winners. Did, no, it's a winner joke. I'm not saying it's a bad joke. You just, you don't have to deliver it. I have seen movies from the '80s also. Best bingo based movie. Best bingo based movie. Yeah, what would that be? Based, like it's all about bingo. No, but I would say bingo would have to be a feature. I can't talk about it. (laughs) It was an adult movie. (laughs) Bingo halls have an important place in my life because I've been to a lot of, like, local wrestling promotion throughout the country, and they're often held at bingo halls. Bingo is big business here in Albuquerque. It is. Because the casinos can do them, too. So they have giant, like, big dollar ones at the casino. So you have to pay. All right, so to my understanding, is you just pay for the cards, and that's the number of times you're playing. Right. Okay. But here it's like higher stakes, not just like five bucks at the Kiwanis Club. That's what I'm talking this about. This is like a big deal. In my head, people are still smoking cigarettes inside. Yeah. There's like a dog, like an old lazy dog laying next to you on the yeah, ground. Yeah, no one even owns it. it no, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. It just it Smoke knows it goes to bingo. <laughs> Yeah, you got uh, it, Griffin. Yeah, where it's – and there's, like, like old ceiling fans that are on the lowest setting where you're like, is that a breeze in the room blowing the fan blade or is it motorized somehow? That's my energy on bingo. Frito pie bar. Mm. Yeah, but it's not a Frito pie <laughs> bar. <laughs> just, I mean, it's not provided by the venue. It's like a, uh, like a potluck. Yeah, like yeah. Everyone brings – Whatever. Right. And then I show up with a 50-piece of Wendy's Nuggets, and people are like. Which you do that everywhere. I do that everywhere I go. Yeah. And people are like, this is the jam. 
The bingo jam. <laughs> Seven-layer bean dip with no chips. That's a hunt. Because yeah. you don't bring chips because you know someone else will. Yeah. Homemade chili. Like the food, not the ingredient. <laughs> <laughs> or the country. Yeah, or yep. the country. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kim Kirshen going to join us. We're going to talk about Locker 505 and what they got going on in the community. Also, I just moved, so I got a bunch of boxes of stuff I got to donate. Nice. It's like it's like nice adjacent. I guess, I guess some Under Armour shoes that I thought you could buy in 12s and fit me. Turns out I'm like a 13 in Under Armour. Well, there's two different types of Under Armour shoes. The ones that are made in the States and the ones that are made overseas. I don't know anything about this. Yeah. It's like almost two different companies. They're wildly different. Oh. Well, I'm excited about the ones I got. Hi, so. buy American, Freddie. Is Nike American? Because that's what I'm wearing now. Oh, I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. Alan Edmonds are. That's what I'm wearing right now. Two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The sports animal. Okay. Okay, I can make love to this. When does uh, the soothing sounds of Justin kick in? This is very strong work. Instrumental only, maybe? Could be. I'm in on it. <laughs> Joining us on the program, Kim Kirshen, Locker 505, the executive director. Hello, Kim. How are you? I am well, Fred. How are you? I don't complain a lot, but when I do, it's only to you. I. That's okay. Coming up on April the 23rd, the inaugural golf everything at Sandia Golf Club for Locker 505. Uh, how are the teams looking? You got them all signed up? Um, no, we still have about five or six. Okay, four-person scramble. Four-person. I'm still waiting for Van to tell me who's playing with him. Oh, yeah. Okay, let me write this down. Yeah, so I still need to know who's playing with with Van. I am not playing. I know. I've decided against it. That is not true That is not true. (laughs) (laughs) It's because you're not going to be here. Uh, The weekend before, Van is bowling for Big Brothers Big Sisters. So he's got a lot going on in his life. Kim, Kim's been here for a long time, so she understands Albuquerque, New Mexico, and the land of manana. Uh-huh. So only having five or six teams open, that's really good. Oh, yeah, we're really excited. Yeah, that's really good. We're really, really excited about it. Um, and we're hoping that we will fill those um, last few. All right, well, I tell you what. If you sign up for Kim's tournament, the inaugural Locker 505 Students Clothing Bake Golf Scramble, and you sign up through helpyourboys.com, B-O-I-S. Mm-hmm. Van and I, we're going to throw some two-men-on t-shirts your way. So not only are you golfing and helping out a cause, but you get to wear some of the swag from the boys, and I think that's a fun little thing. How much that's is it awesome. per person? 150 150 per person. You get a free t-shirt, and the t-shirt has a retail value of $150. That's per, so yeah. you're golfing. Wow. It's basically you're, free. You're golfing for free. <laughs> How much better That's could perfect. it get? Yeah. Hey, well, no, then you get to eat, too. And you get to eat. Right? So, so you're you get in, food on top of all well, that. And, and you're so the, you're ahead. You're in the black in this thing. Yes. Yeah. And, and swag bags. You got swag bags, right? We have swag bags. Hey, man, can we get some stickers in those bags? What's the deal here? You can't yeah, just slide. Yeah, I think you're right. Can you right. handle that yeah, one? Yeah, I got it. Yeah. I, mean, I think we now. can do what that. And they're going to be New Mexico Penyon coffee golf balls. Ooh-wee. I'm so excited. All right, so don't order golf balls. It's already being done better by someone else. Okay, I okay. got a note here. Very important question. They're New Mexico Pinion golf balls, scratch and sniff, yes or no? No. Oh, oh but you know what? I'm back Super out. Smart. I'm out. I'm that out. was a oh, 
I missed that. I'm missed out. that opportunity. The phrase. Okay, I'm kidding. I'm back in. The, Never mind. I'm back. I will, we'll think about that next year. Okay. I love that opportunity. I love that thought. Just don't know how I feel about the sentence, scratch and sniff balls. <laughs> you love it. Oh, it's my coffee. Yeah, yeah, coffee. Oh, coffee. I get it. Okay. Stay yeah. with us, Fred. Stay toss, with we'll us. just go toss some beans in the bag then. This is. That's yeah. not a bad idea either. So oh. you just sniff. Yeah. Scratching is unnecessary. O'Neill's donate something? What's up? You need me to go bark up a tree? Um, I think they are donating some gift cards for some of our winners. That's the way it should be. That is so sweet. We doing long drive? Yeah. Longest drive? You doing longest yes. drive? Yeah, yes, we got sir. a hole in one thing. Are we doing that? Yes, sir. Okay. It's for our Harley Davidson. What? What? Yes, it's for a Harley Davidson. And all you have to do is make a hole in one? That's it. How That's is everyone so not signed easy. up for this? That's very easy. You just, I, that's all. you just have just to do it one time. It, I've been golfing time. for like 25 years. Yeah. You know how many hole-in-ones I have? Zero. Yeah, zero. Zeros. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's actually really hard to do. But well, you should try anyways. I'm thinking, wouldn't yeah. that be awesome? I, I so want somebody to win. And do, I just think it would be so exciting. Burnouts at San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> On the 18th green. <laughs> and then put up a little mem- like a memorial sign, like what they do at like art galleries or whatever. And yeah. it's like, yeah, celebration ruts. There you go. Oh, I super love that. Lager 505 is doing well. You got enough going on? Oh, my gosh. You know, we're going up to Highlands. Congratulations. So we're excited about that. Um, and um, hopefully we'll be on your show in the next few weeks and have a couple big announcements about what's going to go on with Locker 505. Okay. We've got a couple big things that are in the works. We're hoping that that all comes together. What are you doing in beautiful and historic Las Vegas, New Mexico, we home are, of the Highlands Cowboys and Cowgirls? We are going to be working with some of the students and dressing them for their gala. Woohoo! How cool. So we're pretty excited about that. We're taking some uh, gala dresses up and some suits and some, some fanciness, and we're going to take it up and... Uh, Dress them and make them look awesome for their end of the year gala. There's nothing I like more than plain dress up, as well, you know. Yes. Big Barbie, Very you're a big exciting. Barbie guy. You've yeah, always said that for yeah. sure. Yeah, in a Barbie, Ken. in a Barbie world. Yeah, does. yeah. It's, it's so life. I think fans gonna go up with us. Yeah, because life is fantastic. Yeah, you're going up on the third, the twelfth, April the twelfth. Is that correct? Thirteenth. You're Wednesday. going up. You're going up on Wednesday the thirteenth. So I'll find someone to host with me. As you guys will be will be handling everything that is the community of Las Vegas, New Mexico, up there, and helping some kids alongside the help of Southwest Capital. Yes, Southwest yeah. Capital Bank is going to be helping support that, so we're excited about. And we appreciate them, of course, helping um, with that. But we have that going on. Um, we also I need to mention that we. Um, are going to be at the Rotary Gala. Ooh. Um, we are the one of the beneficiaries this year for the Rotary Gala, um, which is, guess what day? April 23rd. Yes. If anything else happens on April 23rd. Um, but it's in the evening. It's at the convention center. Um, it, Wait, April 23rd? April 23rd. That's my birthday. No, it's not. You just had a birthday. Oh, yeah, right. Oh, Never mind. Yeah, I'm sorry. Stop it's, messing it's, with my mind. Wait. It's totally not. I was at your birthday party. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't. Make me think I'm losing my mind, Van. Um, but, yeah, so the Rotary um, uh, Gala is coming up on the 23rd. Uh, still some sponsorships available there if somebody's interested and, and stuff. But it is a 50s theme. Ooh-wee. Okay. So I've ordered my poodle skirt. Very smart. Yes. So I'm, you know, my saddle Oxford's. That I wore as a kid, and now I'm wearing them intentionally. 
Bill Shakespeare, born April 23rd, 1616. Just so everyone is aware that it is the uh, April 23rd is the birthday of one William Shakespeare. There oh, is wow. a lot going on on that day. There is a lot going on that. Yeah, mm-hmm. it just seems to be be growing. Speaking of a lot going on, the end of the school year is fastly approaching. Yes, sir, it is. And you, you work year round, but these kids don't. Right. So if you're getting referrals, the end date's coming up, right? If you right. want to help some kids, you better hurry up and spot them and get a hold of you. Guys. Right, right. So our last day to accept referrals is actually April 27th. Uh, and then we see kids through the end of May. It takes us that long to get all those kids okay. seen. And then w- we don't take off. We we stop seeing kids. I mean, if there's emergencies, we will see kids, et cetera. But that's our time when we then have to do inventory, restock, regroup, and stuff. And then we start back in the 1st of July. Wow. Where we start, you know, suiting up kids to start school. And, you know, there's year-round schools. There's schools that, I mean, the teachers go back August 3rd this next year. Wow. Seems early. Uh, me too. Yeah, I was looking at the calendar for next year and kind of freaked out a little bit. I mean, why Labor even Day, be really? a teacher if you don't get the long summer vacation? Well, there was like, a vi- there was not anymore. Recently. What is it? Just you're just doing it to help kids and educate the world? Like, why are you really doing this? Also, there was like a real big pay bump recently for educators in the states. So that's Ooh. kind of a nice thing. Thank goodness. Uh, also, the very first baseball game I ever played at Wrigley Field. Happened on April 23rd, 1914, Ooh. just to know if you were interested in celebrating that energy. Well, always anything baseball, Ben and I are up for celebrating. I didn't know gum was around for that long. I was actually known as something <laughs> else before the time. Oh. Gum has been around for a long time. Gum is like an old school one. Like I thought gum was recent. No, no, no. So like Incan's baseball, yeah, predated gum. <clears throat> no, and I just read something about that just recently, and I was kind of like, Exactly what he's saying, like Incas and back with Aztecs and all that stuff. In 9,000 years ago is the oldest chewing gum found, and it was mostly bark tar, but it had tooth, yeah, tooth prints. I mean, long time ago, Doug. You could clone dinosaurs from gum is what I'm saying. You know what it wasn't? Yike stripes, fruit stripe gum, because there's no way it lasted that long. That, that gum's like... 15 seconds tops. Why is there a website called Chewing Gum Facts? With a historical <laughs> chewing gum timeline. So that you can look up things All about right. when chewing gum started. I'm writing this down. We're doing a Fred. whole special on chewing gum someday. <laughs> Locker 505's inaugural golf tournament is April 23rd. We're very excited to be a part of it and help out as much as we can. Four teams, you said, remain? Six. Six teams remain of four individual our four-person scramble foursomes uh, obviously silent auction obviously a whole lot of fun and everything that's to be going on with that so help your boys b-o-i-s help your boys.com and that'll take you straight to the registration and you can be uh, part of the tournament i will not be there van will be there i know robert is playing yep so robert will be there and then uh i would assume a team of ringers i think rob portnoy committed so get ready for he as he's one of the best in the entire world at it and broadcaster for the Duke City, uh, Rob Portnoy, obviously UNM Lobos, right. and then broadcaster for the Duke City Gladiators, Sebastian Noel, I believe also intends to play with you. So it's actually a team that will probably win it, which is unfortunate as a partner because there will be some there'll be some crooked looks involved at this. Yeah, yeah, a lot of collusion. It'll be and a hole in one. Oh, I hope so. That would be my first. I'd be very excited for that. We at an unnamed golf four-man scramble one time. I watched Van get closest to the pin, 
And then we waited around for the Duke City Gladiators who were playing behind us because we knew they would cheat. And we stood there to watch that they didn't beat us closest to the pen for Van. But they actually did beat Van closest to the pen. So we got to laugh at him as he was so assured he was going to be victorious. Very so true close. story. It's so it's close, a very Ken. true story. We knew they would cheat, though. I swear to God they would. But they didn't. They, they, I'll go, I'll go they on the won. record, and I hope everyone else who's going to golf in this tournament will do the same thing. But I'll go on record right now, uh-huh. and I'll say if I, by some miracle, get a hole-in-one, that Harley gets donated right back to Locker Oh, 100%. 5-0-5. No way. How would yes. it not? Yes. What are you going to do? You're not going to ride a Harley. That is insanely off-brand for you. I mean, maybe my girlfriend could. She's got them sturdy thighs. Yeah, there is that. The thing about the downshift, yeah. obviously, you could do mm-hmm. that. That would be a thing. Yeah, I have too big of chicken legs. I don't think I could balance very well on a Harley. What would you do with that? Auction it off? Like, what yeah. would you do? That's I what you would do. literally yeah. have two I think that's stands. what we do is we do a raffle <laughs> or auction it off. and Like $100 ticket kind of thing? Yeah, let's do Something it. Something like that. All right, sweet. I'm going to hole in one. Okay. <laughs> just <laughs> called it? Yeah, just called it. I've been waiting for this moment my whole life. I'm ready. Hold on. Who's the sponsor for the whole one? A McDonald's. They're excellent. Nice. Yeah. They're, they're the the Airgun. Su- yeah. They got the, the best sweet family. tea in the game. McDonald's is very good. They help a ton of people. They are uh, the Airguns uh, are the owners of the ones, and they've been fabulous to us. You know, yeah. they did the Macy's thing yeah. with us with Macy's. They sponsored I don't know umpteen kids. Um, and they've been super, super supportive of everything we do. I mean, we just put it out there. We don't even ask them. It's just like it's out there in space, and before we know it, we get an email from McDonald's saying, we're in. We're all over it. Awesome. That's the way it should be. Yeah. Kim Kirsch and Locker 505, thank you. Thank you. We appreciate you guys more than you know. Aww. This has been awesome. Oh, thank you. We, we've made lots of friends through your friends and supporting the kids that we see. You know, we're just short of 2,000 kids this year. Wow. That we've helped. That's incredible. Uh-huh. And also, you can just call them friends of the show because that's what they all are. That's true. You're a friend of the show, Kim. Am I? Oh. Well, duh. Program ends whenever we get back. Two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Good program today. Thank you to Josh Shushan who took the time. Thank you to Justin Eatry who took the time. Thank you to Kim Kirshen who took the time. Thank you to the mailman, friend of the show, who called in. O'Neill's has been great. We're through the lunch rush, or the dinner rush. This is the drinking rush now. Yep. We're falling into the drinking rush. Everybody built a base, mm-hmm. and now it's time to turn up. You have a split pea soup today, man. Yeah, a big, another shout-out to Justin Etree for reaching out and, like, you know, getting his cause on the show. He's playing some music, him and a bunch of other great local yeah. artists, at the Ancora Cafe and Bakery at 148 Quincy Street. 11 to 11 tomorrow. If you can't stay for the whole thing, just swing on by. Throw five bucks at them. That's tomorrow or Saturday? Saturday. Did I say tomorrow? You did, but oh, I did. so sorry. I Thanks wanna... for catching me. You're well, a pro. You know me. You're a pro's pro. Saturday, April 2nd. Tomorrow, you and I are live from the Albuquerque Aardvark Social House. As the Aardvarks got a big weekend coming up, is there, well, I, th- I think they're set for the extra innings, or the, excuse me, the playoffs. Yep. But my understanding is uh, they're doing one big last rally, and uh, we're going to be there to be a part of it. So we're excited for that. So if you are out in the Knob Hill area tomorrow, we will be at Harvard and Central.
Yes, we will. And we'll be celebrating the Aardvark season, and we've got a couple of fun guests coming through, and obviously rugby and rugby-adjacent talk. Uh, because, well, those guys are community givers. I mean, there's not another way to really say that. You know, that's what's biggest and best about them. And Robert Gibson will be back with us, who's returning from Phoenix, as I know he did a pretty good little set last night, and my understanding is uh, did very well. Oh, I'm sure he killed it. Yeah. He's hilarious. Also, maybe tonight. I might have that mixed up. He may have done two. He may have one tonight as well and coming back tomorrow. It's all going to work out. It doesn't matter. We're not in Phoenix. We're not going. Well, he'll be funny any day that he oh, performs. So very funny. What's your favorite part of the show today, man? Oh, uh, the part where we get to help people. Yeah, so, you know, matters. the Ukraine benefit and then Locker 505, of course. It's always my favorite parts. The only thing left on the table was you were talking a little bit about this Cashman story with the Yankees. Yeah. You want to go for it? Sure. Uh, Brian Cashman was being criticized for the Yankees not winning a championship in so long, despite having one of the biggest payrolls every year, and he said it was the Astros' fault. What? The Astros cheated one year, and apparently it's the downfall of the whole Yankees' inefficiency. Are you messing with me right now? No. He blamed. You You literally said, hey, there's a big story, and you're telling me it's Brian Cashman blaming the Astros' For them being losers for the last 13 years? That's exactly it. Shut up. Yeah. He's got a lot of egg. Oh, shut up. He's got a lot of egg on his face right now. He's been the GM for 30 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's got three of them. Shut up. (laughs) Yeah. And he's talking about cheating, like in a negative way. Forgetting that he had Jason Giambi and forgetting that he had Alex Rodriguez. Yes. And forgetting, do you want me to keep running them? Yeah, Andy, (laughs) Andy Pettit. Like Roger yeah. Clemens, Roger Clemens, like, yeah, all the cheaters. But you're and they and they. Oh, att- you shut up! And they attempted. The Yankees were in the running to be the Astros. They started setting up the foundation to cheat, just like the Astros cheated. Where do you think mm. Carlos Beltran got the idea? He went from the Yankees to the Astros, back to the Yankees, and then there's like a lot of cheating going on there. But for whatever reason, he's trying to gaslight Yankees Nation and say that, oh, it's because they cheated one year that we're not champs. One year, the Yankees played the Astros to get into the World Series. How'd that go for the Yankees? Poorly, right? Poorly, right. Do you think it's because, I don't know, the Astros cheated, or do you think it's because the Yankees were putting out 45-year-old Sabat, or what was his name? Uh, the big lefty. CC Sabathia. CC Sabathia. And not having a chance to do anything against the Astros, period. Charleston Charles. Well, here's the thing about that one series. In the Yankees' four losses, they scored three runs. The pitchers, the pitchers weren't cheating, too. It was just the hitters cheating, correct? What'd they bat? That's all they proved. That's a, all they proved. A buck 53, what'd they bat? It was horrible. It's horrible. It was embarrassing. And also, but if But apparently, you- your total ineptitude for the past 12 years is because of one year somebody else cheated. Hold on. Even though you were trying to cheat in the exact same manner, you just weren't as good at it. Your math doesn't even make sense. How can you blame the last 13 years on something that happened five years ago? Correct. What? Yes. That's what he's doing. That's the mental gymnastics that he's trying to pull. <sighs> it's rough. It hurts, yeah. it hurts my Yankee brain. Nation is in, is in shambles. Josh Donaldson, their new third baseman, called him soft, called his own team out and said, you guys are soft. They were like hanging out and having like a party after like three losses in a row. 
smiles on their faces Spring having a good time. Spring training losses. Yes. By the way, those don't matter. Don't really matter, but still, he took offense to it and set a new standard in the locker room. He's, like, kicking people's speakers in, throwing stereos across the room, and said, this is why Yankee Nation hasn't had any success because you all you – all, all are soft and spoiled. And he needs to win as a Yankee because he has been a good player for a long time on teams that don't win, and this is the opportunity. This is the one. Yeah. If he's going to get one, it's going to be this one. And the he, next three years. He needs but... the, Yeah, these ones have to be the ones helping him. Yep, you're so right. <sighs> but I'm not a big fan of no facial hair. I'm not a big fan of wear a suit on the plane. Like, to me, that stuff... You can't tell people to do it. Now, if it's a culture they buy into on their own, whatever, but don't tell me it's not a mandatory, mandatory meeting. I think, you know, that, that attitude, that broad attitude right there, like the, the historic baseball, you can't have fun, you can't show up your opponent, that's hurting the future of baseball. But as far as the Yankees go, I think it's still cool that they do that. As long as they're the only one. Suits on a plane, no facial hair, no celebration. I think that's cool as long as they're the only ones doing it and they're not hurting the whole league in general. From the live chat, huge Boston Red Sox fan Craig says, thank you, Cashman, for 04, 07, 13, and 18. That's very funny. That's straight fire. Very good. (sighs) Yankees aren't what they used to be. It's okay. They still spend money like they used to. They just don't have the success they used to. Thank you to John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy. Thank you to Mexico Opinion Coffee. Thank you to the YMCA. Thank you to I-9. We didn't get the I-9 varsity today, but I-9 Sports. Thank you to O'Neill's who hosts us today and the Electric Playhouse. Still in the works for dodgeball. Don't have it all figured out yet. We're getting it together. Van, any final words? Oh, my goodness, my friend. Too much for the time allotted. But whatever we didn't cover, make sure you check out tomorrow morning on the opening drive with Jeff, JJ, and Amory. Good job, everyone. GG. See you tomorrow from Knob Hill, Burke.